Hi, I'm Ray, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Live, Love, Die, which is a mecha RPG that I designed, uh, and I will be running it. Uh, this is a bit of a playtest of that. Um, we've been going through a bit of extended play, um, so we'll get into that a bit more in a minute. Uh, but my pronouns today are he, him. Uh, why don't we have our guests introduce themselves, starting with Ryan. Hi, everybody. I am Ryan. You might recognize my voice from the actual play podcast, Ragnarok. Uh, today I'm going to be playing uh, Tessa Albrent. Um, I should note, uh, going back to me personally, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, my character's pronouns are she, her. Uh, so Tessa is the pilot of the Eyebright, um, which is a gauntless cl- gauntlet-class mech. Um, she has glamorous hair, determined eyes, a toned body. She is black. She is wearing fashionable off-duty clothes, and she also wears pristine battle clothes. Um, she runs the Eyebright with her fellow AI, uh, Zephyr, whose pronouns are they, them. Uh, and they have a relationship as uh, young lovers. They're uh, they're still on the honeymoon, so to speak. Wonderful. And what about our other player? Uh, my name is Alex. You probably also recognize my voice from the Ragnarok podcast if you listen to cool things. And uh, uh, today I shall be... Pl- oh, that's what I forgot. My character sheet. There it is. Um, hmm. I shall be playing Alistair Calderon... Uh, and he, along with his pilot Regan, or pilot the Exeter, uh, I also forgot my pronouns are he, him, as are Alistair's. Uh, Regan is she, her, uh, and she is protective. Their relationship is more like uh, a, a comfortable married couple. Excellent. Uh, yes, and so uh, we find our pilots are part of a mercenary organization uh, called. Uh, called uh, R-E-S-E Robot Solutions, which stands for several things. Uh, And they are fighting in the Oscaro-McDuff conflict, which is basically a war over who gets to name a planet, really. Um, And there are various... uh, And they are fighting on both sides of the conflict, but in this particular theatre, they are fighting on the side of McDuff because... What a wonderful mercenary opportunity to fight on both sides of a war. Um, so uh, we'll get into that in a minute with a bit of a recap of what happened last session. But first, I just want to familiarize everybody listening with our safety tools. Uh, so here on Insert Quest here, we do a number of things uh, to ensure that our players have a safe and enjoyable time on the show. Um, A lot of what we do happens behind the scenes. Uh, We have discussions about themes and tone, things that we don't want included in the game. Uh, We do talk about things that we do want want included, but for in terms of safety, we specifically talk about the things that we uh, want to avoid uh, touching on. Uh, We also use a variation of the X card rule, um, where if anyone's having trouble uh, with anything uh, in the uh, in the session, if anything is confronting for them or it's making them uncomfortable, they can say X card or, or press X in chat uh, and we will move on um, from that topic. Uh, we will just move to the next scene. And if they want, they can also call for a timeout and we can have a discussion about it. Or if they just need time to uh, recuperate, uh, they can just call for a timeout. Uh, but we also have some a safety tool in place for you, the listeners. 
and that is that we uh, we want to give you explicit permission that if anything is making you uncomfortable, uh, you can stop listening to the episode. Uh, you can always come back later if you want to, but we want you to take that time to make sure that you're safe. And if you want to talk to me about anything that has made you uncomfortable in the episode, you can leave a comment. Or if you want to message me privately, you can contact me at insertquesthere at gmail.com. So those are our main safety features. And if you have ideas for other safety features that we might be able to use for particularly um, for listener focusing safety, uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, But other than that, we're going to get into the episode now. Uh, So when last we fought, uh, Tessa planned a daring uh, raid uh, on the uh, on a uh, Oscaro held uh, fuel, uh, not fuel, ammo dump, basically. Um, uh, they, uh, you managed to seize control of this facility, um, with help from, uh, Liam Cortez, who is another mech pilot and their, uh, mech, uh, Kulainen. They're from the McDuff forces, uh, and help from the Blazing Banshees, a, uh, shock trooper regiment, uh, specialized in fighting mechs on foot. Um, you... Fought the Geyser Burst Giga Fortress, a super heavy uh, experimental mech produced by the Oscaro forces that had a lot of um, pretty high tech beam related equipment and um, a lot of uh, high energy output uh, systems. Uh, and you also found uh, within that wreckage a uh, the wreckage of their uh, mech and also the wreckage of the facility once you'd taken it you found an experimental uh, burst overdriver system, uh, which will, uh, which can push mechs past their normal limit. It's basically a supercharger for mechs. Um, you uh, also were both had somewhat confronting experiences. Uh, the uh, Tessa encounter uh, was rocked by the death of the enemy pilot uh, and the effect that that had had on the AI. Uh, of the uh, Geyser Burst Giga Fortress, um, and uh, Alistair came across uh, the uh, shredded, uh, dismembered remains of uh, McDuff clan mechs uh, that had been used to disguise Oscaro Pathfinder mechs as uh, as friendly forces in this region, and a few of ours too, I think. Uh, yes. Not as many, but a few. Uh, so that was pretty confronting. Um, and I think, um, I think it's been probably a few weeks. Um, you're currently in a bit of downtime. Um, just realized my microphone was flipped up. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. Hopefully everybody can hear me. Okay. (laughs) I apologize for the sound, uh, for the bit of the soft voice there. Um, yes, hopefully everybody could, did you still catch everything? It just was a bit soft. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I was, it was, it was easy to follow. Uh, All right. but you, you sound much clearer now. Excellent. Yeah. I, I apologize for that mistake. Um, cool. Hopefully level later will fix that. Um, although it's not that much time. I could probably amplify it in editor, but anyway, um, we, yeah, I think we're in downtime, uh, of, of a sort at the moment, um, do you, where, where do we find, um, our pilots at the, at the forward operating base or has your, has your base been moved to 
the um the 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 ammo supply that you took. Uh, I have a question, yes. system-wise, before yes. we get further. So, there's this fantastic list of all these expanded modules. Mm-hmm. Is there a way we can get them besides pulling them off other mechs, or is that just the main way that you expand your mech? Um, at the moment, it's salvage, and I'm tweaking salvage. Um, okay. The other way to get them is to give the uh, <clears throat> is to give the uh, give tactical a reason. Uh, to give them to you. So one of the one of the uh, GM agendas is give them new modules. Uh, gotcha. So like I gave you laser comms, for example, the other because right, yeah. it made sense for you to have that after encountering jamming. Yeah. Um, if you can think of other ones that might be relevant, um, yeah, you uh, can always try and talk, you can always try and track down an officer. I might make a formal move for it, but. Um, I at the moment I don't have one. Um, I guess you could make a formal move for like requisitioning from command, but within the fiction, mechs don't. Within the fiction of the anime side, at the very least, mechs don't get upgraded that often, except from taking stuff from the enemy. Um, but I definitely okay. could see. Uh, I definitely could see like you trying to track down command or something. Yeah, I just didn't know if, if there was like some. Yeah, no, no, no. That is a perfect. Well, how about this argument? Mm-hmm. I would like one. <laughs> you would like one. Are you? <laughs> Alistair would like one, or Alex would yeah. like one. Uh, both, actually. What, what's the one we, you? We want? are we are of mind about this. Is there a specific one that you are angling? Uh, for? There was. I don't remember what it's called. The one that has all the little drones. The beehive. Ah, uh, the it? beehive module, which creates a bunch of drones for distracting the enemy. Uh, basically, they're very good uh-huh. at they're very good at killing infantry, but they're not very good at killing more mechs. distractions to other mechs. Okay, never mind. That's not quite what I thought. Yeah, because within the okay. fiction, within the fiction, those kinds of modules they do kill um, that kind of equipment. They do kill enemy mechs, but they only kill like cannon fodder mechs when they come up against like when they come up against um, like rival mechs. Right. Um, they don't. They they're mostly distractions. So I so like in the last mission when there were those other ones before we fought the Giga Fortress, they might have been able to harm those, but not the Giga Fortress. Itself. Um, I think I think to keep to keep the narrative consistent within our uh, within Live Love Die, I would have had that you could you definitely be able to put conditions on enemy mechs using them, but okay. I don't think you'd be able to deal harm to enemy yeah. mechs. Okay. So you could definitely use them to just rack up conditions. Just keep attacking with um, crash and burn. Right, because eventually, uh, if you fill up the four conditions in the mech... Uh, it starts taking off. Yeah. So it also, like, when it's filled up on conditions, it's going to be pretty hard to do anything because you're going to yeah. have a bunch of conditions. Mm-hmm. And you'll be taking a penalty at least once. Um, there was something else I wanted... Oh, I for we, I know we found the burst overdriver... Did we each get one of those, or was there only one? There was enough parts for you both to get one, so you right, can okay, install them on your mech. Um, okay. I was thinking of maybe doing a scene where they were, um, where they were going to have you test them because they are temperamental systems. Uh, but I first wanted to see what you were doing on base, so that, okay. that's a potential scene further of that I will inject into the session. But you don't have to worry about getting that one on. Uh, all right, so you can go first, Ryan. I just wanted to ask questions. <laughs> now All Alex right. needs to formulate a plan. <laughs> yeah. Get the equipment he wants. Um, 
that's okay. So I think that um, I don't in in her downtime. Um, Tessa is probably um, hanging around the mess hall, uh, maybe getting to know some of some of the other characters on base. Um, definitely, you know, talking with her uh, repair team about the Eyebright because we did take uh, a lot of damage in the last fight. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, maybe maybe she is uh, grabbing lunch with uh, with some of the support techs uh, on her staff. Sure. Um, what are, what are you talking about? Um, I think. Uh, hmm. Would you I like think... a prompt, or will sure? I, or okay, sure. I think. Um, I think. Uh, you have been fighting for a while now. Uh, definitely, a lot of your techs have. Um, like, and you're probably coming up on some mandatory leave soon okay. um, I I think that your mercenary company would be very good about giving you leave because they don't want <laughs> you to jump ship to another um, merc company uh, and I think there are other mercenary forces active on um, on this planet I just Probably. yeah um, you're just of note because you play both sides um, so uh, yeah, I think they're talking about that. And I think one of them, yeah, one of them's like, yeah, so so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rent myself one of them, one of them, uh, one of them camper caravans out of the capital and I'm going to drive down the, I'm going to drive ta- down the, the red coast uh, and I'm going to see the beautiful, the beautiful beaches of Ascaro or McDuff, like whatever the fuck. I'm going to see the beautiful beaches <laughs> is the point. Uh, what about you, Tessa? What do you have planned for your leave? Oh, um, I I don't know. Uh, I was thinking about going over to the capital city. Uh, I've I've heard that there's um, yeah, but which a lot capital? Of, <laughs> uh, well, um, probably the McDuff side because um, be even though we we do technically have operations on the Ascaro side, it, it would be sort of bad form, I think. I think a bunch of the pilots, uh, not the pilots, I think a bunch of your support staff sort of grin at one another, and one of the girls on your uh, on your team sort of grins along with them and then looks away, blushing, when you mention that you're going to go to the McDuff capital. Is uh, is there something is there something that I should know about about the McDuff? What would you call it, McDuff City? Um, no, 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 nothing, 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 Commander. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's a great, great plan. You should definitely go check it out. No, no, yeah, really. I, I got some recommendations if you like. <laughs> and then I think the, the girl that looked away, she sort of looks here and says, "Lots of, lots of the pilots go to the McDuff City to um to to find company." Ah, well, um. I'm I'm not really in the market right now, you know, uh, or e- even just lonely. I think the the other guy goes. Uh, don't don't worry, we won't we won't tell Zephyr. It's all right, you know, just between us gals. Well, uh, I would I would really have to talk that over with uh, with Zeph because uh, they're in my head all the time. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we haven't uh, we haven't ever really discussed uh, what would happen if if the communication link were ever severed. Uh, but I, I think they might be very upset. Zephyr uh, says in your head, "Oh no, that would not be good at all. It it would be like sending me into a coma where I was awake. Whew. It would be darkness and just my mind. I wouldn't have any sensation without your body." Oh, locked-in syndrome would be bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically. Especially if the AIs can't control the mech body, that would be... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so so I, I think, you know, the, the SAT system is, is pretty good. Um, I, I should be able to maintain the neural link, probably with a little bit of a delay, but, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that... Uh, I'm I'm comfortable subjecting Zephyr to any of that. Uh, I I'm curious. I I think I think in my head. Well, I mean, if you're really that curious, I think it might be worth looking at the part, the AI agendas um, right now as a reminder. Um, one of them is. Um, Ask the pilot to fulfill your desires. Oh. <laughs> Zephyr wants to get laid. Um, it's a horny teen. <laughs> They're a horny teen, sir. I've been alive yeah. for like six weeks. <laughs> I'm ready to bone down. <laughs> um, yeah, so Zephyr, uh, Zephyr kind of uh, coyly says in your head, uh, well, I mean, I've there. There are many uh, physical things that I've never had a chance to experience yet. Uh, now Tessa kind of blushes and, and turns turns away. And she goes, or or you know, uh, I I maybe maybe my my mech is a little bit lonelier than I am. And I think the I think everybody kind of looks around the table, and then that that one guy's like, "All right, all right, well." We've got a new mission team. We've got to get the Eyebright laid. <laughs> and then I think everybody starts sort of like cheering and they order some drinks from the bar, uh, including a, uh, an, a, a algorithm equivalent for, uh, for, for Zephyr. Oh, how does Zephyr get algorithm things. That's true, because they can taste what you taste, but they still have access to the AI algorithm like stuff, so they don't have to synthesize your um, your sense feed there, if they don't do you want have like to. A, do you have like a port in the back of your head? Um, I, I guess maybe it's, uh, it's all wireless. Um, mm. Yeah, because so, you'd have like an oh, account. Oh, right, it's wireless. Yeah. 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 You'd have an account that they could just send it to. Oh, that's right, yeah, because we said last time when I when Alistair was buying them, it just got, like, downloaded to Regan yep. directly. So, do the same thing. Yeah, never mind. Um, I was thinking, like, Ryan would have to slot a USB stick in the back of his look, head. that'd still be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you want a drink? He's slotting them in like, uh, like, like the, the crests in Digimon. <laughs> slotted in there. Or, like, uh, there's one where they have cards that they swipe through the thing to give buffs to the Digimon. Yep, that's pretty cool. Um, maybe maybe uh, Zeph doesn't have to feel what I'm feeling. It's just it's just like a choice. So if they want to, they can they yeah. can disconnect and um, have their own sensation. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, 
so I think let's make the let's. I think that we're triggering one of the moves here, and I think it is the new fraternizing on duty move, uh, or rather the reworked fraternizing on duty move. Uh, when you spend time talking frankly with an ally, Tactical will ask you which one uh, best fits your conversation. Uh, which of these best fits your conversation? I personally feel it's the top one, a discussion of relationships, life before the war, love, or peace. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. Plus one forward to your next emotion check. Cool. Uh, whatever you pick, as long as you shared, add plus one synergy. I think you shared. You shared that your AI wants to get laid. And, of course, Eyebright has a wonderful support team, so they're all on board with this. Yeah, it did. Your, your, your wing people? Yeah. yeah. I think I think we sort of cut ahead to, um, like, uh, you're all exiting the bar, um, and that one Australian guy... Says, uh, says to the girl, look, I'm just saying, Cynthia's has the hardware to support the mission brief. And she's like, look, <laughs> look, they might have the hardware, but I don't think that they have adequate personnel to support the mission brief. And he's like, yeah, but they got big titty robots. And she's like, yeah, but they don't know how to, like, make love to a woman. Like no, look! I reckon it'll be fine. It'll be. F-. And they they argue about this as they wander off through the camp. Um, what is the uh, what is the crew of the uh, Exeter doing uh, while while uh, this is going on? So I, th- I think. Do you want to do something before, during, or uh, do you want to do something after that scene that just took place? Um, it doesn't doesn't really matter. I was oh. thinking. Um, uh, so, so um, if we have if we have leave coming up, mm-hmm. um, Alistair is looking forward to it. Um, but he, I guess, the link, would he be able to bring? Um, uh, Regan's coming with him. Like that's that's yeah, a given. I'm pretty sure that you own your mech at this point because you've worked so long. That that's like, look, yeah. your mech's obsolete. We're not going to repurpose it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I paid this, off when, the loan. When this I, war is over, we're going to scrap it, so you might as well keep it. Um, if you want to take yeah. it off world, you'll have to pay like transportation costs. But like, right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I, that's, I paid off my mech loan and I own it. Now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I reckon that's so probably I think, an aspect of working for the mercenary company, right? Like, it's like, probably. look, if you work for X amount of years, you will end up owning your mech. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll take X percentage out of your paycheck. To cover the cost, and then what the I'm, end I'm not even. I'm not even sure it's to take X amount of your paycheck. I think it's more like yes, your paycheck is maybe not as high as you think, but at the end of your contract, you will own a fucking oh, war yeah. tank. Yeah, basically, work for five years, get a tank. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I think uh, Alistair's been doing is working on uh, his mech shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he's. He's seen uh, how agile the Eyebright is on the battlefield, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of gotten him thinking a little bit. Uh, so I don't—I'm not getting rid of the module, but I just want to like—I spent the few weeks giving it flavor text. So uh, yeah, sure. Alistair's been working with the team uh, and Regan to make it so that it's like a collapsible shield, like they have in video games. Uh, um, yeah. So it's like built into the arm of his mech now. So, yeah. like, he hits it's, a button and it just, like, springs out. 
Yeah, uh, it's like the shield in the division or in uh, Infinite yeah, exactly. Warfare. Yeah, so it's not something he has to carry. It's like built into the mech. But yeah, so it cool. does it does the exact same thing. It just yeah, there is no mechanical change. It's just a slight no. narrative difference. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm here for that. Uh, but they they've been working on you know designing and building and installing the collapsible shield. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, excellent. I think um, I think your team's like. Uh, I think your team shouts up into you like you're in the cockpit of the mech, um, and yeah. the cockpit's open because like you're getting in and out heaps. And they're like, "All right, boss, give it another go, yeah." All right. Wait, is my team belters? Look, I just did a voice, okay? I'm trying. <laughs> no, to I love it. Multicultural space. I love it. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Alistair uh, gets in and and hits the switch uh, and watches as. Uh, the the shield like extends like shoots down at the bottom and goes up like one segment on the top and gets stuck there. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're still. You need to lubricate the top parts more. It's fine. It's fine. A bunch of them like you see one of them like get out like a a magnetic grapple and they shoot it up to the top of the shield and then they like get yanked up and they'll and, and he's like getting into it they do it with a wrench that he's like all right he sat some word you can't quite hear over the machine and then the, uh one of the support crew on the ground chucks him up uh, a tool and they're like uh and then they give it a go and then you see him like just pull like a pin out on the on the magnetic grapple thing and he falls down to the ground and sort of like skids away from the mech he's like all right it should be good to go uh, all right that's so how i reset it and flick it again and when the shield just extends. Ah, there, that's what I'm talking and about, And everybody's, guys. like, clapping and cheering, and you see, uh, like, some people coming out of the bar look over, and they, like, fist pump into the air. <laughs> what do you think, Regan? Well, I feel like the bell of the ball. <laughs> oh, you are. And now, you know, now we don't have to carry that thing around, so that's a free hand for, um... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's a free hand. Punching, punching stuff, I guess. <laughs> and it's uh, it's rated for another uh, it's, it's rated for another fifty thousand extensions. <laughs> so uh, when we get to leave, where do you want to go? Well, goodness, I don't know. Uh, we've been pretty much everywhere on this planet worth being. I mean, I would not mind getting the hell off this rock. Oh, wait, is it leave or is it like the end of the tour? It's uh, It will be end of tour for you. It's leave for those others that we're talking. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're getting I... to the end of your tour. So they're not going to give you leave until it's done at this point. They're like, right, you get yeah. fucking like, as mu- you get retirement when this is done. We're not giving you leave. Yeah. All right. Oh, so I, so I don't have the same vacation coming up? No, no, no. It is coming up. It's just they're not giving you. Okay. Your, yeah, you're, you're not. You've you're probably not coming been, back. They've probably been working like three months, and you've been working six because it's like yeah. you're about to retire. We're not giving you we're not giving you a month's leave yeah. when you've got like six months left. <laughs> I want to get the hell off this rock. I don't know about you. Well, I suppose I'm in it for the long haul since you know you you own my chassis. Ooh. Well, I mean, we own it, and it's our chassis, but. Uh... I've been, I've been thinking about that. What if we can uh, get you something a little more portable? Something that's not quite as uh, good at punching? Well, I mean, it, it, it would probably be pretty good at punching. What What would I use my free hands for then? Ooh. 
Ryan. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, uh, punching. Look, I, I was I was reading I was reading a mag, and there's this um, there's this company out on New Tyco, and they've got. Uh, <laughs> what? I just grabbed. Just, I know it sounds familiar, but I don't know where I got it from. It's from the Expanse. Tyco Station is the one that um that uh, uh, yeah where they're building the Mormon ship. It's fine though. Okay, well, I don't have a problem. Was, no, no, no. New Tyco is uh, fine. Yeah. So there's this company out on New Tyco, and they're building uh, a, a human-sized chassis. And I thought maybe we could, you know, I've got a lot of money saved up from all these tours and. I know you don't want me to re-enlist, and I'm going to have to spend it on something. Plus, the pension I'm getting is going to keep us covered for a while. Oh, God. This is some lethal weapon stuff <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah. One more mission, and then I'm retired. Yeah, fucking type oh, for Mr. Jules. <laughs> yeah. I would, uh, I, would, I would like that. I would like that. All right. Um, sure. I uh I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to protect you like I have. You'd be Well, I mean, theoretically, we wouldn't really be in places where I would need as much protecting. It would be like a city where people aren't shooting at us all the time. It's it's retirement. That's that no more war. As you're talking about this uh uh Alistair. Mm-hmm. What is the reason you joined up in the first place? What was it that motivated you to go to war for money? Uh, so I think Alistair started as an enlisted soldier, like with whatever governments, you know, where he grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... A world not too dissimilar to this. Yes, probably, yeah. Um, and that war ended, but he realized uh, he was good at it. Uh, and he didn't think he'd be good at anything else. Mm-hmm. So he signed up, uh, and he's just been, you know, re-enlisting over and over again because he knows he's good at it, and he feels like he can't be good at anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you ever... Th- how much have you given thought to retirement? Do you uh, have a plan of where you're going to go, or is it, or is it just nope. been so far off? Yeah, okay, cool, no. all right. Continue. He's just every time, every time, uh, you know, the the ship out or re-enlist thing has come up. He's always just re-enlisted because uh, he he was kind of afraid of what would come after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's he's old and getting tired of everything. So sure. it's time to either hang it up or die, and doesn't want to do that. Yeah, of course. Excellent. I certainly would love to hear what Regan's plans are for retirement, but other than that, can please continue. I think uh, she feels like somebody needs to keep an eye on on Alistair, and she is just the robot to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they they know each other's behaviors so well. Um, she's she's gotten so used to him, and she's she's grown out of that like infatuation stage that. Um, that uh, Tessa and Zephyr are still, in, you know, deeply into, uh, and and like more substantial feelings have have grown out of that for Alistair. So maybe you should get Regan a tractor um, chassis, and then you can start a space farm. <laughs> I, 
basically what I was thinking was getting her like a human sized robot chassis. You can get um, multiple chassis for your for your yeah. robot wife. Or just I've, get her that and then buy a tractor. I've I've got uh, so, so uh, after after this uh, Reagan Reagan says to you, well uh, to be honest, Alistair, I, I have I have been doing some thinking about this. Um, I, I've I hope you don't mind. I've I've taken the opportunity. I've taken the liberty of um, doing some uh, research into um, networked robotic extensions. So oh. she she brings up a list of uh, like basically drone equipment that can be driven by a by a central uh, AI core. Um, You've you know. researched the Beehive module. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Um, nice play, Ryan. Except it's all it's all like I, I like the idea of it being like farm equipment. Like yeah. there there is a tractor. Um, there's a there's a quad drone. Maybe there's even like a there there is a human drone um, that's um, reasonably lifelike. Not not like uncanny valley lifelike, but right. Um, and basically, like we would we would install the AI core in like a in in like a, a server. Um, and and it could remotely access and control all of these things. So we would be basically. So she, she says we we would be uh, if if you wanted to you know settle down and find a patch of land we could we could see what see what we can do about uh, getting some crops to grow. Farming? I never really thought about farming. Well, I mean. It's a it's a viable alternative to punching. Yeah, start a farm, maybe have a couple of little guys running around. Farmer Calderon, I I could get used to that. <laughs> landowner Calderon. Yeah, Calderon's a good landowner, name. Eh? It is. <laughs> Baron <good>. Calderon. <laughs> and you know, maybe we keep the Exeter. Stored out back in the old shed, and if there's ever any trouble, then you pop Chase my car. Yeah, that awkward moment when you go to do a bandit raid on some fucking outlaw, outlying fucking <laughs> farm, and the fucking the fucking landowner comes out in his fucking blue jeans, <laughs> and then this mech bursts out of the barn and just lights up your whole raider squad. <laughs> Alistair, what? the kids are scaring the chickens again. Uh, <laughs> all right. I um, love it. Brilliant. Cool. I think that that is a plus one forward to emotion. Okay. Uh, and you take synergy because you shared. <gasps> all right. What's your synergy at? One. Cool. Because it resets to zero, right? Yes. You both hit bonded yeah. last time, didn't you? Yep. yep. Cool. Excellent. All right. Cool. Yeah, I think we we uh, we we track forward a, a day or two, um, and we we see that uh, we see a few of the people have come out. Uh, a lot of people are watching you. It's the afternoon. The uh, afternoon sun uh, is setting, and they're like, "All right, this is burst overdrive a test of the Exeter." Um, oh no, we'll do Ibright first. This burst overdrive a test of Ibright uh, first attempt. Uh, are you ready, Ibright? Uh, Roger, Ibright is ready. Okay. What we're going to be doing here is a speed test. We've put in your AR band, um, some markers in the sky. 
We want you to activate the uh, overdriver and try to complete the course as fast as possible. We reckon, I think you're probably going to have a better chance of making it if you get a running start uh, in flight. Uh, if you activate the overdriver on the ground, it might be hard to get airborne. It's going to fuck with your engines a bit. Noted tactical. All right. Uh, so you get that run and start, and we will kick things off. Uh, once you pass through the first gate, uh, we will begin timing. Uh, and so now everyone is watching as they wait for you to take off. All right. Um, in that case, uh, I write uh, crouches and uh, activates its jets and takes to the sky. Brilliant. You launch up into the sky, uh, agile as ever, um, and you move into position to uh, get ready to pass through uh, that gate. Um, as you approaching it, you see a, a, a logo come up on your screen. It's the... Uh, it's the it's the Reese's uh, Robot Solution um, logo, but in the Eyebrights colors, um, and then oh. written over the over the top is Burst Overdriver. <laughs> uh, so I will remind you that when you activate the Burst Overdriver, you have to shout a suitably dramatic activation phrase. Hmm. I I will I will sh- I, I check with Zeph first. Zeph, you got those AR markers on the on your visual? Uh, we're ready to go, Tessa. All right. In that case, let's do it. And then she she punches it and she shouts out, uh, "Eye bright bursts!" Yeah, and I think we see like a bunch of. Uh, I think your engines ignite with a color. What is the color? Um, I had mentioned I had mentioned uh, purple and gold as Eyebright's color, so maybe maybe it's sort of like a bluish purple, like a deeper, uh, maybe like an indigo. Yeah, sure. Your engines just ignite with indigo light, and we see like the eyes of the Eyebright glowing with it. It's fucking like radiating off, um, uh, and uh, and your <laughs> you see like your engine outputs go up to like 133%. <laughs> oh boy. That would be great for the fuel consumption. Overclock the Mac! Oh yeah. <laughs> you see like stress indicators going up on the, steadily climbing on the mech. Not as fast as you'd expect considering how much fuel you just dumped in the engine. Uh, but you are rocketing forward and you see your speed indicator climbing um, you pass through that first gate, and there is a sharp turn coming up. You will be pulling a lot of G's. Everything okay there, there, Seth? Yeah, I'm fine. You're the one who could pass out. <laughs> True. <laughs> Let's make sure that we don't. Then. Um, I'll keep things within safe limits, then. All right. Um, so, in that case... Um, Eyebright does its best to uh, ease up on the gas a little and uh, drift through that turn. Uh, she's going to not not deactivate the engines, but slow up on the forward thrust uh, and, and just coast into it and then hard burn again uh, when, yeah. when the turn comes up. Nice. You shoot through that turn um, just coming inside the, uh, the checkpoint uh, and up ahead... Uh, is a straight followed by a bunch of um, uh, weaving uh, waypoints. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, what are you gonna? How are you gonna navigate through that? Uh, let's see. Um, I think that uh, how how are they how are they spaced out? Like um, some They're of them tight. are. It's like okay. um, if you've ever seen like um, I've seen it on rollerblading and stuff where you put like a bunch of traffic cones down and then the goal yeah. is to swivel through them. Um, right. It's like that is basically the test. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, in that case, um, I'm I'm gonna show off the Eyebright's uh, you know nimble maneuverability um, and and really. Uh, even if it stresses me out a little bit, um, you know, and I and I pull some some negative G's from jerking myself around so much, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna weave through them and make it look really impressive. Sure, uh, you you start weaving through, you almost pass out. You manage to get through the last cone, and it's almost your vision's almost black. Um, uh, and there is a race downwards uh, now. There is a there is a the next checkpoint is right before the uh, forest can- canopy. So pull up at the last second. Uh, that's also going to be more G force. Yeah, and you're almost blacked out now. Um, in that case, I'm going to see. Does uh, out of character? Does Eyebright uh, have anything that it can give me? Like uh, stimulants? No, yeah, you don't have any no. modules for that. Okay. Back to the expanse. They don't have the juice built into their chairs to protect the anti-G maneuvers. <laughs> no, no, they don't have juice. You're not a space combat force. <laughs> Although that would be interesting. We could be. All right. Um, in that case, uh, I think that uh, I think that uh, Tessa does some some quick math in her head and uh, gives. Can I can I give uh, Zephyr permission to? activate the thrusters at a, at a specific moment just in case I pass out. Like. Zephyr is capable of controlling the mech in a pinch. So, okay. yes, you work together. They can take over for a few seconds. Zephyr drives it into the ground and kills them both! Yes, <laughs> they're secretly being working Suicide for the military the whole time. <laughs> Decided that being alive means being dead. <laughs> I mean, the game um, is called Live, Love, Die, so... Yeah. The other thing I haven't felt, Tessa, is pain. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, that's... We've, we've been in a lot of pain together. Um, so I... I Zeph, I'm, I'm gonna punch it again. If I pass out, make sure we don't explode. I've got you, Tessa. Okay. I trust you. And then... Uh, I God help me! I I uh, fire that uh, eye bright burst again, <laughs> and yeah, I think we see strange like rings of light coming out of the back of the engine as these weird like burst particles are exploding out, and you shoot down and you bank up at the last second, and as you pull those G's to pull out, you fucking you're gone. Your vision is black, and you are not here anymore. Uh, you wake up quickly, approaching a turn. Um, it's the last obstacle. Um, it is basically a U-turn. All right, I assume you uh, have U-turns in America. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Um, so, yeah, in in that case, um, Tessa's going to take this one a little bit more gently, uh, if if she can, you know. 
managed to bring herself into <laughs> a state of consciousness where she can control it. It's worth um, mentioning, your mech remo- maneuvers via thruster, not like um, aerodynamics and stuff. So you can do basically space combat maneuverability. You could you could pull, you could accelerate forwards into the turn and then sideways thrust through it. Right. Um, big G-force things, but yeah, you have interesting maneuverability factors. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take this. That's that's basically what I was thinking of for the first turn that was really yeah. tight. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I think I'm going to take this one a little bit more uh, <laughs> in a little bit more of a leisurely fashion, mm-hmm. uh, so that so that I can finish the race and be awake for it, mm-hmm. um, or finish the trial rather. Um, so yeah, she uh, she uh, gingerly uh, maneuvers. Uh, I write through the through the last U turn, um, and just sort of shakes it out like. <laughs> As you are coming through that last turn, uh, you notice that the mech is pulling in a weird way, and Zephyr, you see that a bunch of your systems are redlining. What's going on here, Zeph? Uh, don't worry, everything's fine. We can make it. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. I would like for you to roll. Uh, I uh, well, I, yeah. I, it's not a roll, actually. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh no, it is a roll. Yes, uh, I've got you. When the pilot and AI help each other to escape danger, roll plus synergy. All right. Let's see how this goes. Um, not bad. Eleven. Nice. You manage to avoid danger. Yeah, you pull the mech through and uh, you land. And just as you land, uh, you see the burst timer run out. Uh, it starts flashing and then, like, it cancels and those purple particles just, like, slowly fade away and the engines turn off. And you see the uh, the Eyebright's um, systems all, like, re- coming down into the into the green. Um, and, uh, and then we hear... You know, tactical say, fantastic, fantastic show, uh, fa- just wonderful. I mean, your ability—the fact that you ha- that you both managed to acquire um, burst overdriver technology—is just fantastic. Uh, if we can copy the Oscaro's design and roll it out across our forces, just think of the competitive edge it will be. Pro- it will provide. We will be the premier uh, mercenary force in the galaxy. <sighs> Before you pat yourselves on the back too much, tactical. Just be aware, I was I was redlining through most of that. I think I might have passed out there for about uh, about ten seconds. Look, that just means well, we need to develop better G-force uh, drugs. Yeah, give me some of those. <laughs> and they turn to the to the Exeter. Um, and what exactly do you have planned for your test of the system, Commander? Uh uh, uh, Alistair's like leaning against the like has his arms crossed and is leaning against the leg of the Exeter mm-hmm. uh, and he says well she's not built for speed but she's built for power <laughs> let's do it what, what are you envisioning because I've uh, got something if you don't are you going to punch uh, what, through a what, mountain uh, no I was thinking like there's a similar obstacle course but obviously the Exeter can't fly mm-hmm. so it's like I'll, everything's on the ground but they're just like barreling through trees and just cutting a line through the forest. Might I make another suggestion? Yes. That is similar. Have you seen the obstacle courses that Keanu Reeves uses to train for the John Wick movies? I have not. 
So it's a it's not a thing that um, like his team invented or anything. I've seen them before, but they're basically tactical um, obstacle courses with shooting integrated. So you have like sections where you have um, a, you have a pistol and like an amount of targets and an amount of ammo. And you have to take out the targets without exceeding your ammo allotment, and you get bonus points for um, every uh, uh, every bullet you have remaining in the magazine. Okay. Uh, then you. there's like a section where you have like um, an assault rifle, and then there's like a section with a shotgun or whatever. Like we 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 customize to your thing, but there's also like you're maneuvering through spaces. There's like bits where you've got to like sprint to the next target. Uh, so you're going against the clock, and you're also going against like um, you're also uh, up against how much ammo you have. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, excellent. Uh, so. Um, We'll, we'll we'll try and go pretty quickly because we went quickly for Ryan's as well. Yeah. Um, so I think we see them uh, gearing up. Like, all right, we've laid out some. Uh, we've laid out the targets uh, throughout the forest. Uh, good luck. Thanks, uh, tactical. I, uh, so I think your you see that your you know that your blunder your shotgun is further into the course waiting for you. Gotcha. Um, you have your new hammer. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, do I have my SMG? Because I have a mechanism. I think SMG. your SMG is up ahead of you. Okay, so I just have the hammer. You can see the SMG in front of you. It's like um, it's a short run from you. Um, you expect mm-hmm. there will be a target that pops up in your way. Right. All right. So uh, the uh, Exeter unslings the hammer uh, and holds it in both hands and starts stepping forward and says, uh, "Regan, yeah. punch it." You say punch it and the whole fucking man ignites. What yeah. color does it ignite with? Uh, it's like a bright red. So there's Excellent. like it, your it mech does, is burning with iridescent particles. Yeah. So what I what I kind of figure is that because it doesn't have like the big jets that the eyebright does, mm-hmm. like flat that flaps, but like compartments open. Like in the legs and the shoulders and the arms, where there are little concealed jets mm-hmm. to help with like maneuverability. Yeah. So it starts running, and then there's just like a burst of flame as the jets like. Do you have acceleration off. gear? Uh, no. Because that sounds like a description of acceleration. Uh, okay. To me. So never mind. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it just starts like. I'm happy to have like bits of your mech like open up and it start glowing, but yeah, it doesn't. It yeah, doesn't so move so, fast. Yeah, so like it vents like fire out of it. Yeah, exactly. Weird fucking... Your your mech's, like, designed in traditional animation, and then you've got, like, CGI (laughs) particles coming off. It's like fucking Gundam Unicorn up in here. But it's not like... It's like fire truck red flames, not like regular... It's, like, really red. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm full... I'm on the trolley. Uh, So, yeah, you start... You start uh, running forward, um, and on your left is a uh, small uh, stream. Uh, and you start running forward, um, and uh, as you're about halfway to your mech SMG, a uh, holographic target uh, pops up in front of you, and you see, like, its hand moving with a pistol drawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a cowboy mech. <laughs> uh, so I, Exeter doesn't even stop. Mm-hmm. They just deploy the shield and its arm mm-hmm. and, like, duck behind it and just bull rush straight through the target. Yeah, you pass straight through the target. It uh, glows uh, red as you pass through it, uh, and you see like a little point ticker on your thing tick up. Um, 
you you also see the timer running next to you you close in on the smg it's just in front of you and you see that there's an indicator to say that you now have to cross the stream okay uh so uh exeter reaches down as it runs and like picks up the smg and just keeps going uh and makes the turn across the stream like each step just boom 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 yeah, indeed. I think we see like little ghosts of the particle ret- uh, staying in your muddy footprints as you cross this stream. Uh, you see up ahead, the stream is sort of branching and it opens up into kind of like, um, um, this is useful for Alex and I, uh, the rivers and stuff in, uh, in, in the 100 in the first season, how there's all those like shallow, really wide rivers, mm-hmm. like, yep. sh- like shoe depth. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's sort of what I'm envisioning. This stream sort of okay. like thins out into this almost, um, not a plain, but an open space up ahead. As so it cross- splashes, but it's not like impeding your progress. Yeah, indeed. Um, that, that's not the part you're crossing. You're crossing the thin part. You see that up ahead, it's splitting. You're probably going to be end up over there. I'm just describing okay. the area around. Uh, so you're in the thick of these trees and you see like a bunch of them have like X's on them to mark, like, don't go beyond these points. Um, and also, like, it's marked in your AR. Um, and so you're running along, and then we see uh, two targets pop up, holographic targets with those uh, with those uh, those pistols coming up towards you. Um, uh, two of them in front of you. Uh, uh, to, to save time, uh, Exeter uh, grips the hammer in its other hand uh, and does a spin and then chucks it, so it, like, spins horizontally uh, and, like, hits, tries to hit both targets with the thrown hammer. Yeah, I think you managed to hit both of them, but now your hammer is gone. Yes, but I have an SMG, so... Yeah, your hammer, like, flies through those two things, it takes them out. When the second one's taken out, you see a third one pop up and you hear a voice say, Hey, what's going on over there? And then this (laughs) mech pops up and it's got its gun drawn. Oh, no, they're hillbilly mechs. On your flat. Exeter just spins and just lets a burst out of the SMG to shoot it. Yeah, you fire off the three. The bullets leave like a red trace. Yeah, you fire off that three-round burst and it shoots through the mech. Um, So you see your point ticker go up uh, and then you see it drop down one point uh, because you took out this enemy using... You took out one enemy using three bullets, so that seems like an inefficient use of ammo to that. that. Um, So, yeah, you're still ahead. Yeah. Um, you start banking through these trees and up ahead you see there's a bit where you're sort of running up a hill and then you see this uh, you see three mechs appear on it um, and they've got uh, and they're each uh, two of the, they're sort of uh, in a staggered uh, almost L well not L shape but sort of like um, a V shape uh, with one at the front on the left and then one in the middle on the right and then one at the back on the left and between them is like this big barreled cannon and they're aiming it down the hill and you hear them say firing electromagnetic shrapnel blunderbuss um so i uh, exeter keeps uh keeps running and raises its shield and then uh lets out another burst from the smg at their electric shrapnel blunderbuss mm-hmm. in the hopes of making it explode Mm-hmm. and taking them out. Yeah, I think it explodes. Um, it blows up and they go, Oh, criminy! <laughs> uh, and then you crest the hill uh, 
ripping through that explosion because it hasn't even cleared yet. You charge through it, and you and uh, and the Exeter makes you uh, Reagan makes you aware that, uh, or rather, I tell Reagan, uh, Reagan, there is a cliff um, coming up. Um, watch out for that drop ahead. Uh, is that the way we're supposed to go? Yes. Like, is that uh, okay? Um, and so Exeter, uh, do we? Is it? Like a gap, or is it like? Is there another side? Or no, you, a- uh, you. So you've sort of gone up a hill, and the course continues over the hill, and then the next side of the hill is a straight down drop, maybe like twenty meters. Okay. Uh, so Exeter, five mech. Right. So what I'm thinking is Exeter uh, just uh, stows uh, stows the SMG in its holster uh, and just runs off the cliff, uh, and then turns around and like slams its fist into the rock mm-hmm. and just slides down the side of the cliff, tearing up the rock face as it goes to slow yeah. its fall. As you're sliding down, you see your shotgun suspended um, uh, on the cliff face. Oh, uh, I'm gonna... Is it in reach, or do I have to, like, jump off to... I think it? you might have to try and maneuver. So how do you maneuver to get to it? Um... Actually, so we'll say, say that, we'll say this. It's not a suspended on the rock rock face. It's attached to like a balloon uh, and is held buoyant in the air. <laughs> um, okay, uh, just off the cliff face. So they're like, oh well, if they if he if he sees it, he'll be able to jump into it. And it's like clearly you didn't see it before you went off the cliff. So now you've got to like jump off the cliff out towards this thing. Uh, yeah, that's what that's that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, cool. Just because uh, uh, so Exeter has its hand like in the rock mm-hmm. and its feet are planted on it, and so it just springs off and leaps to grab the shotgun. As you're leaping, you grab the shotgun and you see that you're now hurtling through the sky in like uh, ten tons of uh, of military hardware. Alistair, be adv- be advised, we are out of warranty. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. It's fine. It's a test. Sure. What do you do uh, if you're flying through the sky? <laughs> uh, Alistair, or Exeter, uh, breaks out the shield again um, and gets ready to... So, uh, I, Exeter uh, unleashes the shield from its arm. As What's at the bottom of the cliff? Is it just rock, or is it more forest? Grassy hill. Okay. Um, so Exeter comes down on the shield to absorb the impacts, mm-hmm. and then keeps going and does like a roll mm-hmm. and uh, retracts the shield as it comes up and gets red and is ready with both hands on the shotgun to shoot. Just something. think if you didn't have an integrated shield, you could have like slid down. The, on the it. I, know. I was just thinking about that. I could have surfed my shield down. Uh, cool. Uh, so yeah, you roll up uh, both hands on the shotgun. You see the, that, 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 uh, that bit where the Creek sort of thins out into this wet plane almost of pebbles. Uh, up ahead, and you see not a hologram, but a older mech standing there, older than the Exeter, uh, and it's got uh, and it's got big talons um, on its hand. Um, they, talons are holographic, but that's what it's equipped with for weapons. Um, as you burst into uh, into this field, uh, and it and it shouts at you, "You'll never take me alive, McDuffiend!" And it charges at you, um, very, um, very. It, it's very. Pr- 
pre-programmed, like it's already triggered before you've even uh, gotten onto the field, so it couldn't right. see you. They're just tracking your position and like, execute when within this much distance, and mm-hmm. then it's, it's executing a bunch of predetermined patterns. Gotcha. Uh, so Exeter uh, sees it's running right at it, uh, and jumps and rolls on the side again, so it like, kind of flanks it a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and then comes up and just boom with the shotgun. Yeah, it sort of keeps running as you move out of the way, and it like makes a slashing attack uh, forward, <laughs> and then like it slashes over in like an X pattern, and then back in an X pattern, and then back in in an X pattern again, so it's clearly like it has no... It does, it's not programmed to be able to tell how far it is from the target. It's just like a, attack when... Begin pattern when within this distance of you. Right. Then, uh, w- once you close to this distance, execute continuous attack until you reach this point or reach an obstacle. <laughs> so, yeah, it keeps slashing at the air, and you roll up, and you blast it in the side, uh, and the whole thing just crumples into nothing. Uh, and then uh, and then up ahead, you see the, uh, the finish line. Uh, yeah, so Exeter spins uh, and, like, slams the shotgun on the magnetic holster on its back and just sprints to the finish line. As you're sprinting to the fish- finish line, you crest, crest the this slight rise, and you see a sea of friendly encoded mechs ahead of you. Um, and, uh, and Regan, you get a, an alert saying there is an enemy mech within this location. Um. Enemy presence, Alistair. Enemy presence, and I uh, indicate um, with the uh, flashing arrow in the direction that I'm getting that reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you pinpoint it? Nope. Uh, unable to. So the, in the direction, you see that there's like three or four friendly mechs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there's three or four friendly mechs that you're being indicated in the direction of, uh, as far as you can tell. Can Alistair try to eyeball it and see, like, which... And can he try to tell which one, like, based on coloration or modules equipped or something like that? That sounds like a... I know that machine, or possibly a divine their soul. It could be a maximum effort, but I think it's either of those two. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing. I'm thinking it's more, I know that machine. Sure, I know Um, that machine. They're they're both plus zero anyway, so... Roll plus tactical. Not technical, sorry. Uh, That's a nine. Nice, on a seven to nine, your answer is hearsay. So, you can tell that the two mechs directly in front of you are friendly, and then the ones at the back, there's something off about them, but that could just be that they're non-standard mech designs. One of them's the 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 enemy, you've got to pick one. The time is ticking up. Uh, so, um, ex- so we're coming over a hill, you said? Yeah, and there's like a crowd of friendly mechs here, like uh, a, a, like holographic, uh, foeing, cheering. Right, okay. So, uh, in, in true dramatic fashion, as Exeter crests the hill, it leaps uh, towards where the enemy mech is mm-hmm. uh, and just soars over the heads of the other mechs and like, lands in the middle of that little group mm-hmm. uh, and comes up with its shield and just, like, backhands uh, the one the mech that it thinks is the bad guy. So there are two that you think could be the bad guy. Do you pick the one on the left or the one on the right? Because that's as far as uh, you deduced, because you got hearsay. Yeah. Uh, the one on the left. All right. And then, for good measure, he uh, pulls out the SMG uh, and plugs the one on the right and just breaks, but just kills both of them. 
<laughs> Fuck yes! In that case, I don't need to roll. Yeah, you shred both these enemies, and then the burst timer runs out, and you're just like steaming. Yeah. Um, this is a high detail shot of your mech. They spent like half the budget of this episode animating it on this one still image. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, you clear the trees, and there's just a crowd of people cheering. They're like, "Excellent time, Exeter! Excellent time, even for a man of your age. Uh, fantastic, and or or and a woman of your age, uh, you're doing a fantastic job. Fantastic job. Um, and you know, there's much uh, celebration of the testing of the burst overdriver system into the night. Um, uh, and I think, uh, yeah, I think um, the the evening continues. There's a bit of a party. And now, I want to ask you, where does your pilot sleep after this night of partying and celebrating the successful integration of the burst overdriver system? Uh, do we have private bunks, or is it like a like a barracks kind of area? I think it's a barracks kind of area. Okay. Um, Alistair passes out outside. <laughs> sure. Reagan, what do you do when Alistair passes out outside? Um, I monitor his vitals if I oh, can. Oh, no, 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 no. Alistair passes out in the cockpit of the Exeter. There we go. <laughs> okay. In the arms of your woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in that, in that case, I, uh, I monitor his vitals. Um, you know, make sure if, if I, if I need to, like, turn him over, uh, then I, then I turn him over. Um, I, I, uh, set an alert for him. Um, to, to wake him up in the morning and I uh, order him uh, a nice breakfast with a lot of protein. As, um, as you're like checking over these things for, uh, for Alistair, um, does Reagan say anything to the sleeping Alistair? Is there anything that Reagan perhaps may have had trouble saying so far to Alistair and might be taking this opportunity to say it when they know that Alistair can't respond another another night like this another ridiculous test you're you're really gonna do it this time aren't you you're gonna you're gonna retire we're not gonna re-enlist i don't i don't know how long i can keep you down on that farm alistair but i swear to god i'm gonna do what i can nice uh and what about our eyebright crew um Hmm. Uh, I feel like I feel like maybe there's uh, there's there's more partying. Um, hmm. um, I, I have this image in my head. I don't know. I don't know if they would do it. Uh, but I, I have this image in my head of the eyebright like reclining with its hands behind its head, mm-hmm. and and like a like a card table set up on its chest. And then the rest of and you and your support team are, are, all are playing like, yeah. cards on top of the eyebrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. So you're playing cards into the night, and uh, and then uh, you know it's it's some weird Battlestar Galactica esque card game. You know, like fuck, I can't remember what they call it in the reboot. Uh, it wasn't pyramid. Pyramids, the basketball. It was, yeah. Thing. Um, I know they flipped it from the original, and that yes, was the and I know there's, I know the plums original. are involved, plums um, and cherries. But yeah. I've got, I've got Zephyr like, yeah. okay, because because it's uh, the the mech is reclining with its its, its hands. Triad, Sorry. yeah. Uh, 
Zephyr Zephyr can can kind of see the uh, can kind of see the cards of some of the players. So uh, they keep they keep like offering to tell me what <laughs> what hands the other players have, and I'm just like, no, Zephyr, that's not that's fair. How it works? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think after a while you see like, and, and I think there's other people from other crews and stuff around, and I think after yeah. a while people start separating off you see like maybe three or four members of your of your crew head off in a direction together um some go off in pairs others go off alone um as they want to do um and uh, and you're sort of uh left here with the uh with the eyebright um uh and uh, and zephyr uh and you're sort of sitting at this table um uh, and I think I want to know why did Tessa join uh, this mercenary company? Because you went to one of their their like training schools that they have. They didn't recruit yeah. you from a military. We established that you like went straight into like their training facility. Um, I feel like uh, Tessa always had you know like a really high technical aptitude. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a she was a top student at you know whatever whatever high school or or maybe university she attended, um, and she had she had like a, a solid career uh, lined up before her. Um, you know, like fifty or sixty years of uh, being in a cubicle and and designing subsystems in in mechs or you know something something of that nature. And and it eventually like it all piled up on her, and she realized that she you know what she was facing down, she had to get out of it any way she could. And uh, her her solution was well, if I if I don't want to spend uh, if I don't want to spend decades designing them, I might as well pilot them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so so she kind of you know with a with a, a kind of a childish. You know, spirit of adventure kind of thing. Um, you know, made a made a bit of a rash decision and um, signed up for uh, for training. Sure. Cool. Um, so, I think it might be nice to have Zephyr ask uh, Tessa if combat is what they thought it would be. Okay. Uh, so everyone else is gone, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Zephyr says, "As you're uh, looking up at these alien stars, Tessa, do you like our job? You know, I thought I was going to. It all it all seemed when they when they would do the tactical briefings and and in the Sims, it, it seemed so so neat and, and so clear. But getting." Getting our hands dirty, being on the ground, it's it all gets so muddled. I'm not sure I'm not sure that I like it, but it's it's the first thing that's really challenged me in a while and I'm I'm due for a challenge, I guess. Do you do you, um I'm trying to think of the way I wanna ask this question. Um so you like a challenge? I mean, ace mech pilot, top of my class in uh, mech school. I, I I live for it. It's 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 what I do. It's just that 
back in school, you, you were always so excited about everything. And, you know, I, I live in your head, so I, I know. And now you're, uh, you're just upset a lot. Are you okay? Um, I'm getting through it, Zeph, you know, um, I still, I still have, uh, I still have dreams about what happened to that other pilot of the Giga Fortress. Well, I'm here for you. Uh, and the, the Eyebrights, I guess I can't, yeah, she can kind of control it, you said, right? Yeah. Um, like, so she, uh, raises the arm up or is, is Tessa like lying on top of the Eyebright still? Yeah, I kind of figured that uh, Tessa's a little tipsy, and and she just kind of uh, laying on the Eyebright's chest. Yeah. Oh god, it's so cute. Standing, so, staring into its giant robot eyes. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so uh, te- not Tessa. Uh, you're like an you're like a lapel pin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, Zephyr. I just forgot the AI's name. Zephyr uh, like raises the arm and gently places it on Tessa's back. Uh, I guess not not on Tessa's back, over Tessa's back, because she yeah. knows that she would crush her. They, uh, they know that they'd crush her. They, yes, they know that they would crush her. Uh, so they're basically like patting her on the back, but without touching her, because that would kill her. I think uh, I think Tessa kind of uh, leans into it and, and nuzzles the Eyebright's hand back. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, as, as much as uh, as much as I... <sighs> got on well with the rest of the team I, I don't know what I would do if, if you weren't here to go through this with me Zeph yeah I feel the same way and as, as long as you're here I'm here we're in it together how, uh, how are you holding up after our first forays into combat uh, I'm getting used to it the Getting your leg blown off is not something I would suggest that you experience, uh, especially because it's much harder to reattach yours. Well, I, I did I did sort of experience it vicariously. Uh, not not something I'm eager to repeat. I gotta say, but we held it together pretty well out there. Yeah, it's it's also kind of thrilling. I I think I like it. It's almost like well, I mean, I guess it literally is that I was made for this. I'm uh I'm not sure that I was, but it is thrilling. <sighs> she uh she kinda like wraps her arms around one of the one of the eyebright's fingers and just kind of falls asleep on it. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think as our as our AIs and such go to rest. Our AIs and our pilots go to rest, or our, our pilots go to rest, and our AIs take up their take up their vigil uh, and head into their own various sleep modes. It's probably a more accurate description. Um, I have a question for our players: mm-hmm. um, Do we want to go for another hour, or do we want to stop here and may, and do another session later? Um, I'm good either way. Yeah, I, I could go for another hour. Um, I do have to go get up. A little bit early, so I couldn't push it much uh, later than that. But sure, all right. Well, in that case, I think we will go for another hour, and we'll see if we need another session after that. Okay. Um, so, um, in which case, um, 
Uh, clear all mech conditions and um, and mech harm. Nice. Okay. Uh, make sure the burst overdriver modules are installed on your mechs. We can have four modules installed. You can have six modules installed. Six modules. Okay. But I think you've only you've That'll only collected like three. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the laser comms, uh, burst overdriver. The hand-to-hand that I got at base, the flight-enabled that I got at base, and the barrage system. Right, yeah, I remember you got the barrage system last time. You know, I've got the heavy armor, the shields, the laser comm, and the overdrive. Yeah, cool. The weapons don't count. It. Yeah, the weapons don't count. Yeah, the weapons aren't modules, unless you take integrated. Right. Okay. In which case, yes, it does count as a module, but your weapon's integrated, so you can carry others and stuff. Um, cool. Um, uh, what is everyone's synergy? Uh, plus one. I am at plus three. Ho, 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 ho. Things are going to go well for the eyebrow. In which case, um, I will have uh, the uh, Zephyr. You see, uh, you are awoken to uh, various uh, pings of uh, disturbances on the perimeter. Um, but in particular, disturbances within the perimeter, with no log of uh, with no log of um, the enemy crossing the perimeter. It's like they have appeared within the uh, operating base's perimeter. And as you boot up all of your senses, you see that half the camp is on fire. Huh. Um, there are enemy mechs around, fighting and massacring your people, and the. <laughs> And the sky is red. I'm guessing the sky is not normally red? The sky is not normally red. You suspect that this is from the fire. It's not, like, magically Uh red. Um, Okay. But, yes, to set the tone, the sky is this (laughs) black red um, of the the early morning night um, being Uh, illuminated by a forest fire. uh, Zephyr, what do you do? Zephyr, uh, is Tessa still, like, are we still in the same position? Yeah, the same you're spot? holding Tessa to your chest, basically. All right. So, uh, 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 Zephyr makes the eyebright stand up, uh, and then grabs Tessa and, like, pulls her off and opens the, the, the cockpit, mm-hmm. uh, and very Titanfall-esque, like, puts Tessa in. Yeah. I'm like, Tessa, wake up! And so she, like, throws her <sighs> into the cockpit. So what? She's probably not facing the same way, but it's safer inside the cockpit. Yeah, you sort uh, of are, uh, you tumble up. into the cockpit as you hear it, like, lock behind you. What the hell, Zeph? We're under attack. The base is under attack. Oh, oh my god. Um, we've we've got to get the others on comms. Warn them. Um, is it the, uh, so you we could see the other mechs? Is it the... You can see a bunch of enemy mechs, like, so many. You see, uh, you see, uh, some of them just, like, mowing down, um... Mowing down the uh, civil, uh, not civilians. Mowing down support staff. Um, one of them is like uh, one of them fires like a kind of a. It's like a handheld rocket launcher kind of thing into uh, some of your defensive uh, turrets and blows them up. You see like a, you see a drop ship coming down like uh, towards your base, and uh, and and this uh, bright uh, bright blue bolt of energy just shoots through it and then a second later the whole thing explodes raining down carnage upon the base um and then uh 
you see Zephyr through the fire and smoke on the other side of uh, camp. You see this bright orange uh, mech with like a samurai crest helmet of like a blazing sun. Um, uh, just glowing orange, this blazing orange, and it's got these two beam swords in it in its hand, and it just slices up through this mech with uh, and down through it with its swords at the same time, and then like it comes back through it with with its short beam sword, and then it cuts another mech in half, uh, and then it sort of comes up into like this cool ass looking. Uh, anime as fuck samurai stance uh, and its eyes sort of like look to you and it's almost like they they kind of shine and lock um, it's like the color ripples across the across its senses eyes and you just see them like harden on you Zephyr where's the pole arm uh, it, do we have is it uh, it's near you. It's within or? reach, but it's okay. not on your mech. Okay. All right. Uh. Um, in in that case, uh, I think uh, Tessa quickly, you know, turns around and, and straps herself into the into the couch in the cockpit uh, and um, makes the makes the neural link connection um, and uh, reaches out for her for her laser glaive. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, does does her does her best to you know level level her gaze with the uh, with the orange mech, uh, and um, brings the brings the pole arm to you know. Yeah, you bring like, up your pole arm, and just as you like lock eyes, you see that thing's eyes dart to another part of uh, the base, and as you move to look, you see to your uh, in your peripheral vision the Exeter is still in rest mode. Um, and you see this person's mech just accelerate out of nowhere. It just disappears from all of your senses, um, not because it's, like, gone invisible, but because it's moving too quick for you to track. And you see, like, little explosions as it's cutting through a bunch of the other mechs on base, uh, and it is cutting a circular path uh, to the Exeter. Um, all right. I can't let that happen. Uh, so I, I once again, like, crouch and spring into the air, uh, activate the jets, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to intercept this thing's trajectory. Um, I, I, I call out, uh, Zeph, ping Reagan. Uh, get her, get, get Alistair, uh, tell her to get Alistair and, and uh, uh, defend themselves. Yeah, I think, Reagan, you get that ping from Zephyr. Um, and it's just this priority emergency alert. Boot, boot systems, we are under attack. Um, Reagan, how do you wake up Alistair? Um, I think that uh, they, there is an uh, internal speaker mm-hmm. uh, that <laughs> Reagan, Reagan has had the, uh, had the uh, support staff uh, move several times. Uh, in the in the cockpit, um, somewhere that uh, Alistair can't um, punch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, wait, like whenever he finds it, she has them reinstall it someplace else. Um, and she, uh, Alistair, Alistair, we've got to get up. And then um, 
the the beginning of uh, Hooked on a Feeling catches in. You know, the ooka chaka, ooka, ooka, ooka. Um, just like the, the loudest, most obnoxious thing, you, you know, uh, that she can find. Uh, and she, she blares it at top volume, uh, in, in the confines of the cockpit until he starts to, uh, wake up. What? What the? What? I'm awake. I'm awake. We're under attack. Yeah, oh, shit. Uh, and he straightens himself from the cockpit and flicks the switch to close it. Yeah, yeah, it like fuck it, it's bolting shut. Um, you can hear the screams um, of comrades dying over the radio. You can hear a uh, panicked um, mechs, both McDuff and uh, and Reese, uh, shouting, "We're under attack! How many of the enemy? I can't. I, I don't know. I don't know." Um. And then you hear somebody screaming. Get away from that orange demon! Uh, I turn, looking for the orange one. You see this orange, um, this orange mech, like, gliding over the, over the sand towards you. Two big blue energy swords, um, like, curving energy katanas, uh, at hand. One slightly smaller than the other. Uh, and it's just streaming towards you in, in like, a gliding Naruto run. Mm-hmm. Um, orange waves of light arcing off of it, and it reminds you of your own... Uh, the way the Exeter looks when its red blaze is on. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, question. What is the actual mechanical benefit of the overdrive module? The mechanical uh, benefit to... Um, to uh, friendly pilots to player pilots. Sorry, is uh, let me go down to expanded mech modules. Burst overdriver. Your mech has a means of pushing past its limits and going beyond the normal operational safeties. When you activate burst overdriver, shout a dramatic activation phrase and hold three. Spend hold at a rate of one to one to add a, add plus one to any result after rolling. It's single use though. So once you've used, once you've like activated it, and then you've spent all that hold, you can't activate it again in right. that uh, in that session. Well, in that it's, fight, it's been recharged since our test, though, right? Yes, you are at okay. four. Um, this fight is going to be hard because I want to test the death move. Yeah, oh, I want to test right. one of the death moves. So we're gonna get, we're gonna trigger a death move. I'm determined to make it happen. All right. Um, however, it's worth noting that for the purposes of like a GM, I don't roll. So like. What burst overdriver does for me is I'm going to make sure that it runs out pretty much on the first on their first turn because they've just destroyed your entire base because yeah. there's no real there's nothing I can really do to the burst overdrive uh, from a from a GM perspective that it, it's just it would just end up being like yeah you attack them and then they 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 don't get they don't take any damage and that's just yeah. like, that's not cool so yeah their burst narratively their burst overdrive is about to run out. But your your characters don't know that. Yeah, right. you Do just I, see this blazing demon of destruction cutting through your entire army. Do I see Eyebright heading towards it too? I think you just as uh, as it's about to close in on you, the Eyebright comes down out of the sky, laser lance at the ready, and Ryan, please take over the description from here. Um. So Eyebright 
puts itself between the orange demon and uh, Exeter um, and uh, basically uh, braces with the pole arm, uh, getting ready to intercept, um, hopefully, hopefully doing it um, so that this thing's momentum drives it into the blade of the, of the laser glaive. All right. Make me that attack roll. Um, so this is uh, time for mayhem. Uh, so when you sling hot lead, swing your blade, or break limbs, roll plus violence. Here we go. Now I have hooked on a feeling stuck in my head. Looks not is that Because that's what playing during this fight. I guess it is now. Let me put it on for myself. Yeah, I'm about to do the same too. Um, I got an 11. Ha! Oh, nice! Um, Blue Swede. Is that the name of the band? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Blue Swede, yeah. Right, I think it's me... supposed to be pronounced suede, maybe? Oh, know. yeah, it probably is suede. That's a good point. Let me turn that down a bit further. All right, so I get to pick two. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to... Uh, just in a in a complete 180 uh, from, from Tessa's previous stance, because no one's ever really threatened her friends before, mm-hmm. and seeing this has... has it driven her a little, you know, to the edge. Uh, she's going to harm the pilot. Oh, yeah. Um, so she's she's like aiming for the cockpit with the with the blade of it, mm-hmm. um, and she's going to avoid take de- taking damage from the enemy. Nice. So your laser glaive extends out towards uh, uh, towards. Uh, this mech and its arms stay wide. It must know you're going to hit it. And your blade hits its chest and slides off, doing no damage. Oh. Uh, and then it sort of like rolls around you and like you see its swords twist in its hands and then it sh- uh, and then you hear it speak to you. Um, very different from the last enemy mech you fought. It's a very calm voice. And it says, well, I was expecting to catch you asleep like the rest of the fodder. But you have something of ours, and we're here to take it back. And then they rush forward again. At me? Uh, At both of you. Okay. Uh, Exeter is stepping forward. It's got its shield deployed now. Uh, it, It does that thing where it, like... Put, like punches towards the ground, it shakes its arm, mm-hmm. and the shield just shoots out, mm-hmm. and it grabs its shotgun, uh, and he starts running up, and he goes, you're not taking shit, and shoots it. As you shoot, make me the time for mayhem roll. Uh, that would be a five. Nice. So... You go to blow the shotgun, they roll uh, out of the way towards the eyebright, um, and they slash across your shield, um, and then you get shot in the back, uh, and you hear another voice over the radio. This one, um, this one, a uh, bit deeper. Say, we are never alone. Okay. Uh, and take two harm. Yeah, that's every. <laughs> I always take two harm. I just have those two boxes basically like permanently filled. <laughs> like every 
erase it at the beginning of the game and then just take two harm again. Most weapons, most mech weapons deal two harm. Um, yeah. Because three is a lot and one is not a lot. So, uh, yeah. Like, if I gave three oh, harm to, to... If I gave three harm to... Um, to uh, Eyebright. To, to Eyebright. It's fucking half dead. I give two... I give three harm... Like, if I give three right to the Eyebright, it's practically out of the fight. Yeah. Because I give three hard to you, it's a halfway. No, I understand. I'm just like, though. Yeah. I, those two boxes have been filled in since yeah. the first game, and then I just erase them at the beginning, and then fill them in again. Uh, so I'm going to spin around, and before Ryan goes, um, I, what's that? Mo- uh, take a moment, kid. Um, sure. I'm uh, going, so... Exeter so you have to give ground to your opponent, and they have to give ground to you. So this needs this is kind uh, of a okay. dial. So you need to you need to say something to prompt them to not just charge in on you. Hmm. Never mind. I'll wait a second then. Okay. I have to think. All right. Sure. So uh, you sort of roll uh, facing towards the shot that came at you, um, and now the orange demon is in front of uh, is in front of the eyebright uh, swords at the ready. What do you do? So we're. So I think so like eyebright and Exeter are like back to back now. You're practically back to back at this point. Yeah. Oh we man, Alden Noah just has some real good combat music. <laughs> uh, Exeter, Exeter says to eyebright, "We should switch. Your laser's not going to work on that thing." Um, okay. In that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it and. Uh, I'll bring up my SMG. No, I meant we should switch and play. <laughs> oh, he meant change dance partners, but I like oh, what yeah. you're thinking. Yeah, sorry. I uh, no, if, I, yeah, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. No, let's 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 do it. Let, um, so, uh, right, and then um, using using the uh, maneuvering thrusters, uh, I I uh, I right. We we just like, turn and face the other. Uh, I, ha- I have a suggestion point. to make it a little more dramatic, if you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Since you're since you're flight capable, you just like launch uh, up into the air, like one do a back do a backflip and okay. Yeah, and so like you do like we've we've practiced this. So like you do a backflip and I spin one eighty and turn around, uh, and so you land uh, like basically where I was just standing. Mm-hmm. All right. Zephyr, initiate the unnecessary maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Overly dramatic flip. Engaged. <laughs> yeah, you flip over. And just as you uh, switch places, you see its orange glow start to fade. Um, uh, and uh, and the uh, other pilot uh, says uh, over the comms, uh, it will be a pleasure to end your career, Exeter. Actually, like no. I'm... He says it will be an honor to end your career. Well, I mean, you certainly know who I am, but I'm at a disadvantage. I don't know who you are. Uh, they, uh, you know what? This is a take a moment. I think you, I think their swords come down on your shield and you're sort of like in the bind against one yeah. another. You're like, you know who I am, but I don't know who you are. Uh, so... Um, ask each other one question. Answer honestly. You take plus one forward to emotion with the target. Uh, so okay. the question you're asking is, uh, who are they? Yeah, who are you? Yeah. Um, sure. I need to give this pilot a name. Um, I'm not quite sure what to go with. Does anyone have a suggestion? Um, 
pretty reserved anime swordsman. Reserved anime swordsman. Um, Piloting a mech called the Musashi. Of course. Uh, oh, I just want to like rip off a Gundam name. It's basically what he is. Uh, <laughs> Hero. Why not? That's a that's a typical anime. Sure. Name. <laughs> Hero protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read Snow Crash yet. I've only read yeah. the first few chapters. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, sure. Uh, um, I think I definitely want Hero, but I definitely think they need a last name. That's ridiculous. Uh, oh, what's uh, what's I'm the think- guy at the moment? I'm thinking uh, Hero Indomitable. <laughs> I don't quite like the way that sounds. I was thinking uh, that that famous Japanese sword maker that was in Kill Bill. Oh, Hiro Uh, um, Hanzo? uh, Hattori. Hattori Hattori Hanzo. Hattori Hiro? Hattori Hiro. Hattori Hiro, yeah. I'm I'm Hattori Hiro, and this is my geyser burst Musashi. Why do you bother to keep fighting in our war? Is the question they ask you? Uh, Go if, home. Leave this place to those who live here. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Alistair laughs uh, audibly uh, and says, "Kid, I'm retiring next week." And like pushes him off. Yeah, I think he's like shocked as you push back. <laughs> Um, and uh, I think that'll conclude our take a moment. Um, uh, yeah. So I had plus one emotion from the before. Yeah. Do you want to? So, do you want to attack with emotion? Well, just as so. So now you would be at, plus one. So you take plus. Hang on. Does that say you take plus one forward? Plus one forward. Yeah. That's why I had plus yeah, one so forward. On your next from attack, before. you'll have plus two. Um, but I can only use this plus one on this enemy, though. Yes. Or is it just plus two forward now? Uh, I think you have you have plus one forward to your next roll from our fraternizing on duty, and then you have plus right. one forward to emotion with this target okay. um, uh, on your next emotion roll. So if I use emotion on him, it's plus two. If it's something else, it's just plus if it's one. something else, it's plus one. Yes. Okay, so that was my thing. So eyebright. Uh, yeah. yeah, indeed. So the eyebright, you're on the other side now, and you're looking out at the like fire on the edge of the camp, and you cannot see the thing that shot the Exeter. There's no fucking sign of it at all. There's nothing. There are no mechs out there that you are looking at. It is a empty goddamn firewall that is just blazing towards you. Um, I'm going to... So so it's just, a, it's just a, a wall of flame, like, surging at me? Yes, it's the forest fire burning towards you. All right, um... In that case, um, uh, I activate the Eyebright's thrusters, mm-hmm. um, and I I kind of uh, soar over the over the firewall. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to draw this thing out and make it um, make it attack me. Sure. Um, uh, what do you think that that would call? I don't think that calls for a move necessarily. Okay. Um, is there is there uh, is there like uh, an emotional manipulation thing that I can do? Because I bear really your, left a bear your soul if you're trying to attack them with emotion. You can give a condition using bear, bear your soul. So when you oh, yeah. when you try to show someone your truth, open your heart, speak plainly, or scream your hatred. So scream your hatred yeah. could be trying to goad them to attack you. 
All right. Um, so I'll I'll say, are you going to come out and fight, or do you only shoot people in the back? Oh yeah, give me that roll. And you also have plus one to emotion. I do. So I'll spend that. Um, that's an eight. Look, an eight is pretty good. So on a ten plus, you give them a condition. You do still get to give them a condition. It's just on a seven to nine. I also get to pick one. Um, look, I'd love to just fucking deal harm to you, but is that the <laughs> actually? I think that is the most interesting. Um, like asking you what you fear could be fun, but I think I'm going to get a chance to, to ask that anyway later. Yeah. Uh, so I am. Yeah. You fly up open, and you're like, "Do you only shoot people in the back?" And then I think you get. Uh, you take a hit nah, on the front. Heart, um, <laughs> to harm. All right. Uh, and uh, what condition do you put on the other pilot? Um, maybe like hurt two, pride. Yeah, I was gonna say these two. These two seem really kind of like uh, honor bound. So maybe like I've insulted his honor or their honor because I don't know the gender. Sure, I'm gonna pilot. put bruised honor <laughs> as their condition. Nice. Uh, so you take plus one. For, you take a plus one against um, the way the way that conditions work when you put them on enemies, rather. Okay. Read this out because we haven't really had you purposefully put conditions on someone else yet. Um, when you exploit someone else's condition, take plus one to the roll. Um, when your own condition gets in the way or hinders you, take minus one. And then obviously narrative things. So like the with the mech ones where they're physical capabilities, if I say you have the condition grounded, like your flight systems aren't working, that's that's just your flight systems aren't working. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but like... Pre- I, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, but you also might take a minus one if it's like, uh, yes, they come at me from behind and I try to leap in the air uh, to get out of the way. And it's like, well, you're not using your flight systems, but your mech would normally use your flight systems to do that. So, like, your flight systems are disabled. Uh, and so right. it's harder for you to do that action than it would normally be, even though, like, it's perfectly reasonable for your mech to, like, leap up into the sky. Like, that's a thing that it could do. Um, but because your mech would normally be used to using the flight systems, it can't. Uh, or it finds it more difficult. Uh, but, Alex, you said that you had some uh, another question. Yeah, could I exploit the condition on this guy, too? Or yes, just anyone can exploit okay. the conditions on them. The conditions are on that unit. So gotcha. it's okay. on that the the sh- the long range shooty ones. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, honor is damaged, bruised honor. Uh, yeah, it shoots you in the chest and it's saying, "No, I'm perfectly happy to shoot you in the chest." Uh, and you see this ripple of camouflage dissolve, and this um and this uh black as charcoal uh, mech with like this deep purple energy rippling over it you see the purple energy like steam up and off and dissipate and there's this this charcoal mech there with this long freaking uh japanese matchlock looking beam rifle uh aiming up at you and like you see that they've got like they've like got their hand like running up along the barrel um, steadying the barrel like on the side it's like they've run their hand up it and then shot you um, it's nice. kind of similar to the way you might hold a bow. So we've uh, got a samurai swordsman and a ninja sniper? Uh, no, you've got a samurai sniper. Oh, okay. Uh, they are very much using the... Yeah, I would say that the way... Yeah, I'm drawing inspiration from the way that I've seen um, depictions of samurai when they use their when they use the rifles once they got introduced. 
They pretty much were like, hmm, we can put, we can add Zen archery to this. We can do Zen archery with this thunderous cannon. Uh, all right, so Exeter or Alistair says to Regan, Regan, turn on my fight music. Uh, and then he tries to shoot the, uh, the orange guy in front of him. Sure, what's the song? Uh, it's the Immigrant Song from Led Zepp by Led Zeppelin right now. Immigrant Song. Ah. Yeah. Poor Ragnarok Immigrant Song official <laughs> music video. I don't think that's official at all. Probably not. Is it the uh, is it the Trent Reznor remix from uh, the beginning of the Girl with the Dragon oh, Tattoo? That's a good one. It's not, but that's so. a very good cover. Yeah. Cool. So, right. uh, yeah, so you, he's rolling violence. Yeah, sure. And this is with your blunderbuss. Hey. Yes, that's much better. That's a twelve. Nice. All right, pick. Uh, where it's time for mayhem. All right. Uh, I am going to. I'm going to deal harm to the mech. Yep. I'm going to avoid taking damage, and I'm going to sunder their weapons. Uh, you only get to pick two. Well, then I'm not going to do all three. Uh, I am going to. <laughs> uh, I'm going to avoid taking damage and just sunder their weapon. Then. All right. Sure. So you are. Uh, yeah. Uh, are you yeah. knocking the katana or the wakasashi out of their hands? Uh, the katana is the longer one, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. The katana. Then. Yeah. So you. Uh, you are you using your blunderbuss or your hammer? My blunderbuss, my shotgun. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so you like, like getting close. <laughs> yeah, you blast at his wrists, and he drops, uh, drops it, and then, um, and then the other thing you were doing was avoiding taking damage. And you see yeah. as the sword goes flying and the blade dissipates, and it's just a handle scattering across the battlefield. You see them sort of like their hand flicks out, and then they sort of try to bring their hand back to grab your at your gun, but you've already sort of moved out of the way, and they pull back and you see them, like, throw the wakasashi into their other hand, their main hand, uh, and then you see them pull their revolver uh, okay, from behind yeah. them. Fair enough. Uh, and you hear him shout, it's a shame that you're not using a beam weapon. I'm somewhat at a disadvantage. I'd say it's more like even footing. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Ibright, um, you've just been shot in the chest. You know where this mech is. Yeah. Um, in that case, I, I am going to uh, – I'm going all out on this because I'm enraged about the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so um, uh, Tessa, Tessa says, um, uh, Zephyr, activate the, activate the, the burst over driver. And then she shouts out, um, Eyebright bursts, and she's going to um, charge forward with her, with her jets and the, uh, the overdrive added uh, and uh, try to knock the rifle out of this thing's hands with her, uh, with her weapon. Sure. As you're charging in, you see uh, this thing's hand shorter, uh, their hand on the mech shift, and they grab it like they're holding a spear, and you see a purple line of energy come out of the uh, tip of their rifle as they fix bayonet, because I added a bayonet upgrade to uh, to the gear list. Badass. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to um, disarm this thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's time for mayhem, or mm-hmm. it's time for mayhem. Um, 
if you were trying to break their gun, um, you could use crash and burn. Um, uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I think that uh, Tessa's enraged enough to go for that. Yeah, because with um, the sunder, with the sunder, their weapon thing, um, their the the thing there is that um, the thing there is that the weapon is just knocked out of their hand, but they can pick it back up again, and it's fine. Uh, right. If they can get to it with the crash and burn, you're putting a condition on it. It's worth no- noting that your um, your specialized weapon, so the one that has, you made for your mech creation, right. can take two conditions. So make sure you don't pick the. Con- yeah, just keep that in mind when you make your condition. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I think um, Tessa has identified. You know, because I said she has kind of a background in engineering and mm. uh, she studied extensively. Uh, she can she can see um, the the uh, power line, I guess, on the rifle that's feeding the bayonet, and she's mm-hmm. going to uh, swipe at that, disconnect it. Sure. So roll plus technical to try and give them a condition. Um, that's nine. Right, cool. Uh, on a seven to nine, it's a fucking hack job. Add a condition to your own mech as well. So you get a condition on your mech. Uh, can the condition they get be called Bayonet? <laughs> yes. They have like Bayonet. So yeah, your gun like blasts and, uh, and, um, and it, um, and you manage to, um, sever the power cable on the bayonet and it like just turns off. Um, and I think what happens is I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the condition overheating because of the fire that is everywhere. Uh, and because of the fact that you have using the burst overdriver, so your system's already running pretty hot. Like they're running hot within uh, within their new adapted uh, regulations, but now you're also in a firestorm. Uh, so I'm going to give you the condition overheated. Okay. Uh, so your mech is running hot. Um, yeah, but you have successfully given them the condition bayonet. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, are you still airborne? Um, I don't think so at this point. Uh, I, I flew down um, and kind of used the momentum to um, slice at their gun, uh, you know, sever the power line, and, I, you know, we're, we're pretty much, like, facing facing off at this point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. Exeter. Um, this, <laughs> this person just pulled their gun, and you see them, like, uh, sort of, like, bringing their hand up super quick um, from the side. It looks very much like... Um, in wanted when they when they're trying to curve the bullets, uh, you oh, know that's yeah. not what he's doing. But it's that sort of like your <laughs> arm sweeping from the side as you try to bring your gun into range. Uh, so Exeter uh, raises his shield up quickly, uh, or its shield up quickly, and fires off another blast from its shotgun mm-hmm. uh, while this while they're trying to shoot me. Time for mayhem. Uh, that's a seven. Ooh, pick one. Um, uh, I'll deal harm to the mech this time. Sure. That's the first time you've dealt harm to the mech? Yes. Last time I avoided damage and sundered their weapon. Yeah, cool. So uh, you deal harm to their mech with your blunderbuss. How much damage is that? Shotgun is two. Shotgun, sorry. Are you saying blunderbuss because the example one is a blunderbuss? Um, Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's two harm. 
Cool. Two harm. Uh, yeah, you blast them in the chest, uh, and they they manage to get a shot off uh, on their pistol, um, which deals. How much does its revolver deal? Um, hand cannon one. Uh, does my shield block that? Because I did have my shield up. Mm, that's fair. Um, I'd be willing to turn it into a condition. Um, I think I'd rather take the harm, honestly. <laughs> fair. It is one harm. So, yeah. All right. Sure. All right. Yeah. Okay. So they, they their bullet um yeah manages to hit your hand or something. It's not a huge amount of harm. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. Cool. So. Um, I think we can play a little bit more with this scene. So, yeah, then they, they, they fire that off and then they move in with their sword um, and they get super close and then you see them... Uh, you see their sword almost turn off and you can tell now too, almost too late that they're moving to hug you. They're going oh. in for their grapple. What do you do? Um, uh, Exeter... Um Throw, uh, reaches behind, uh, reaches to its back, locks the shotgun and grabs the hammer, mm-hmm. uh, and brings it down in like a big swing. Just like oh. swings down at it to try to knock them away. All right. Um, so you're trying to knock them out of the way? Um, yeah, I don't want them to hug me. Yeah. All right. Sure. Time for mayhem. Yeah. That's not good. That's a uh, five. Nice. So, they grab you and hold you close. Take one harm. Alright. And then you see parts of their armor start to open. And uh, and they say, I'm not about to lose this fight, old man. And you see energy start to wave out of them. And a few of the the other mechs around you, Oscaro mechs that came in with them, they're sort of like looking to you. And you see these mechs turn and start running away, and then this explosion of energy ripples out from this person. It doesn't go too far, its range is close, but it just flattens everything around in this explosion, like a ring of uh, energy. Take another harm. Uh, I have just used the expulsion burst system, which deals one harm to uh, everything in a close range. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, is it still holding me? It is still holding on to you. Uh, I okay. would say that your hammer arm is free. Okay. Uh, your shield arm is bound up, but you manage to keep your hammer arm free. What do you do? Okay. Uh, so I say, oh, God, uh, Regan, punch it. And then I, uh, so I activate my burst overdrive and then, uh, Bring the hammer up and try to like just hit it with the with the I guess the pommel the the shaft yeah like I'm just trying to like right right in like the neck of what where the mech would be just like raise it up and slam it down on them for sure cool make me that attack roll um yeah so you you're you're now blazing with that with that red light um and remember that you have three hold to spend uh, after you roll. All right, so I rolled a nine, and I am going to spend a hold to bring that up to ten. Nice. What are you picking? Uh, time for mayhem. So I am uh, avoiding damage, and I'm going to deal harm to uh, yeah, deal harm to the mech. Sure. Um, your hammer has what stats? Uh, two harm, hand messy. Nice. 
so you smash your hammer down into its neck. Um, I don't think Messi necessarily applies yet. Yeah. Um, and what was the other thing you took? Avoid taking uh, damage? Avoid damage, yeah. Yeah, cool. So you smash it, and uh, and he sort of releases his grip and sort of falls to the ground, and then you see him, like, roll and scoop up uh, scoop up the sword that they uh, that they dropped. So they now have their katana and their wakasashi again. And I'm just going to check what modules it has and see if I've got anything cool that I haven't used yet. Ah, yes, that's what I haven't used yet. They sort of, like, roll away from you, and then you see, uh, you see uh, them sort of... They turn off... Their wakasashi's still off, and you see them sort of, like, punch their hand towards you, but they're nowhere in range. And oh, rocket fist. Just at the last second, you see, like, a fucking wire and a dart shoot out of its arm and connect oh. um, with your... Uh, with your... I think it connects with your shield. Okay. Um, or, no, it connects into your hammer. He's trying to pull your hammer away from you. Um, because I'm thinking you did succeed, so this isn't necessarily a consequence. There's still ample opportunity for you to turn this to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, so, like, you could, like, let go of the hammer and hope that it, like, flies into his face or something. Or, like, you could try and pull him closer with it. Um, there's, there's, yeah, the hammer is of little consequence to your fighting style, so that's why I went, yeah, the hammer yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you no, know, that's fine. Um, so it's, like, embedded in the hammer? Is it, like, wrapped around? It's embedded in the hammer. Okay. Um, Exeter, I'm gonna, is, uh, gonna, gonna grab the hammer, uh, with both hands, mm-hmm. and instead of, like, trying to, like, just pull it back, like, to hold on to it, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna, like, yank it as hard as I can to try to, like, pull them off balance. Sure. That sounds like, um, that sounds like you're trying to put a condition on them, actually. You're trying to put off balance. Uh, yeah. So, crash and burn? Crash and or... burn. So, roll plus technical. That's a seven, and the burst overdrive wouldn't really help, so I'll just go with the seven. Yeah, sure. Cool. So, with that seven, you will also take a condition. I think I'm going to give you also off balance. I think you're both ah, off balance, so you pull bad. and stumble, and they stumble. Um, yeah, but you're both off balance, so plus one forwards when you exploit that, and also take a minus one when it hinders you. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and then I'm going to uh, switch back to the eyebrow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you're both sort of reeling, uh, and then back at the Eyebright, you're on the ground. This thing's got its fucking rifle, and it sees its bayonet turn off, and it's staring at you. Um, and, in that case... And uh, I think gonna... it's it keeps staring at you, holding its gun. It's sort of like waiting to see what you'll do. Um, uh, so I am extending to you an opportunity to use um, Take a Moment, Kid. Uh, so they're giving ground. Do you want to give ground? Um, yeah, I think, I think so. We'll see. Ooh. What do you um, want to pick? Let me see. So the options are compliment. I'm just going to read out the narrative options. Um, compliment their skill. Um, wipe the blood off your face. Um, ask them a question, uh, or tell them about your mech and the bond you have with your AI. Um, I think I'm going to wipe the blood off of my face. Um, sure. Because I am, I am pretty hurt. Um, so, so I step back, um, and uh, in the you know, while while I've got like the uh, the mech uh, 
you know, like I, I picture there's you know we're we're kind of like circling each other, making mm-hmm. eye contact, each waiting for the other to make a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, I have Zeph run a run a quick system diagnostic and you know reroute some power to some failing circuits. Uh, maybe pump some extra coolant into the. Uh, uh, into the into the uh, systems that need it. Uh, I'm definitely not using the jets because I'm still overheating, mm-hmm. um, and I managed to clear a harm. Yeah, and then I think we see um, we see them uh, we see them uh, sort of uh, lo- sort of spin the gun in their hand, um, and they're sort of looking at you. Uh, and then you see them sort of glance to the ground, and they scoop down and pick up a uh, a, a a broken uh, shard of another mech's armor. And then you see them stow their rifle, and they hold up this bit this shard of another mech uh, in like a underhanded combat knife stance. <laughs> uh, and they're using the that'll work move to find a knife. <laughs> All right. Um, in in that case, uh, I still I still have my my uh, glaive out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the reach of that pole arm and um, stab them before they can stab me. Nice. Go for it. Make that attack. Uh, before I roll, can I do? Do I have to spend my my plus one? I still have the three hold from. You the, spend uh, your hold at the. Uh, after you have rolled and know what okay. your results are going to be, um, because uh, I didn't want to give I didn't want to give the burst overdrive a shitloads of hold um, yeah. to be able to just boost boost everything, and I didn't want to put a, an actual physical timer on how long it would last and then have a static bonus. So I decided three hold after you spend because like if you manage to roll a ten or you roll a seven, then why would you? Yeah, burn you don't want to. Whereas right, if you roll yeah. a nine, it's like fuck yeah, I'll burn a hold. All right. Basically, so that you can push yourself to a ten whenever you roll a nine, or you can push yourself to a seven whenever you roll a six, which is very useful. Um, all right, um, so that is my uh, time for mayhem. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to burn a hold because I rolled box cars plus one, so a thirteen. Oh, okay. Um, so you go to uh, Lance uh, lunge at them with your staff. Um, and you're fucking, it just slides off and you realize, damn, these things must have an anti-beam coating or something. Uh, and okay. they fucking charge forward to you and they push the knife up against uh, the neck of your mech. And then they start to angle, well, they're shiv, and then they start to angle the blade down towards the cockpit. So they have it at your mech's neck. But you can tell that if they just shove their fist down, that bit of metal is going into your cockpit. And I'm going to give you the condition um, fearful. Okay. A uh, pilot condition. And I still have self-doubt from last time. Mm-hmm. So I haven't cleared that yet. All right. Um, hmm. I'm probably going to be invoking fearful uh, every time you try to do something that isn't get away from this mech, just by the way. Um, or, or like, or, or... I mean, yeah, if you have, you've got it, you've got, um, you've got barrage systems. So yeah, you could try and just nuke them at close range. I would also allow, I would let that count as a thing you do in fear. Um, so you wouldn't take a minus one to that. Right. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to, uh, trip that off. Um, sure. So what does it look like when the Eyebright activates their saturation attack? 
Um, well, it's you said it's uh, they. I think I think I said that uh, I chose. Wait, uh, far went area with... multi-target. Yeah, I think you went Arm with one. missiles, like traditional missiles. Yeah, I think I did too. Uh, I didn't. I didn't make a note of that. So it is. You don't really need kinetic. to, because yeah, the the expulsion, but because it's like an explosion thing, it doesn't really count as a, as kinetic or beam. So it doesn't okay. have. It will not be affected by beam coding either way. Because even if it was like plasma balls, the um, with the, it's still it's still the this it's still the explosion that is fucking with shit. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't count as beam. It's the same way that um, melee weapons without um, melee weapons without beam on them don't count as kinetic um, because they're not bullets. Reactive armor isn't going to do shit to a knife. Right. Um, it's going to go straight through the reactive armor. Um, so I think that um, that uh, 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 you've got hand to hand, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, but just to get this thing off me, mm-hmm. uh, a, a little uh, compartment in the Eyebright's back pops open um, with a with a cache of missiles inside it, mm-hmm. uh, and they all they all light up, and and you can see um, in inside the cockpit, uh, Tessa is like, oh my god, this is such a stupid idea. This is such a stupid idea, and she puts the targeting sensor right on uh, the other mech that is right next to her, and there's like all kinds of warning text about how the target. Is too close, uh, Zephyr. You, I think you were. I think we hear Zephyr say, "Do you want me to disengage arming safeties?" Uh, yes, because like missiles have to travel a minimum distance before they'll arm to prevent them like exploding in your face. Yeah, um, I, I, I want these things to explode right in my face. Okay. Um, so uh, that I, I fire them off. Uh, the way I'm, the way I'm picturing it is, uh, they, they. Uh, launch off like one by one, uh, almost like homing missiles. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, they kind of like uh, uh, a high arc and then they turn back and all converge on us. Mm-hmm. And then are you going to try and get away from them? Uh, yes, I am. All right. So, uh, so I, I want will... you to roll. Um, I want you to roll. I've got you when the pilot and AI help each other to escape danger. Roll synergy. Okay. Synergy is plus three. Let's see how we do. Also, it occurs to me, didn't you get a 10 on an attack earlier? Uh, yes, I did. Anyone who's gotten a 10 on an attack, you should have Synergy. So I think you should be hitting where Bond did, Ryan. Okay. We forgot to do that last time because I forgot uh, to. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think I uh, yeah, add plus one, add plus one Synergy. So I should have. Yeah, so we'll do that um, after this attack. We'll do Ryan's because okay. we forgot to do it earlier. Okay. Um, so how'd you go for your... Your synergy would currently be three because you can't roll at four. Yeah. Um, well, uh, last time I rolled boxcars and this time I rolled snake eyes. Ooh. So plus your synergy uh, would be five. Plus my synergy would be five. You've if got I two can, hold. Yeah. If I can dump those hold into it, I will do that. Yeah, go for it. Tactical um, will tell you what you sacrifice to avoid danger on a seven to nine. Um, All right, um, so what do I have to sacrifice? I'm going to count your um, harm to the enemy mech as two, even though the uh, that system normally does one, just because you're targeting all the missiles onto them, and you also almost killed yourself to do it. Um, I think what you have to sacrifice... What do you have to sacrifice? What do you have to sacrifice? Does anyone else have a suggestion? I'm like, oh, civilians die, but there's no fucking civilians here to, get to die. Um, I have to sacrifice something. Mm. 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, you got to sacrifice something. Hmm. Okay, I know what you sacrifice. The fire is now separating you from the Exeter. You have uh, sacrificed okay. the ability to come to the Exeter's aid. Uh-oh. Uh, you're overheating. The fire is surrounding you. You do not have much more time left to to end this fight. Uh, and now you and your ally are separated. Um, all right. In that case, I better finish this thing right quick. Now, it's important uh, to note, the Eyebright is separated from the Exeter. That does not mean the Exeter is separated, separated from the Eyebright. I can envision the, Ibra- the Exeter maybe being able to charge through the fire. The Exeter okay. cannot because it's overheating. Okay. Um, so in that case, I, I cast aside my, my glaive um, and I, I take out my SMG and, and keeping my distance, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Uh, strafe this thing. Excellent. Well, you've hit where bonded, so we're going to do that now as you're about okay. to strafe this thing. So clear uh, your uh, reset your synergy to zero. Okay. Um, redefine your uh, and then pick two from the list. All right. uh, and then once you've picked, we'll reaffirm your commitment. Okay. Um, hmm. In fact, I'm going to change the order of those around right now. Um, I, I, uh, I say to, uh, I say to, to Zephyr, um, we're going to need to, we're going to need to keep away from those flames. Uh, we've got to end this really, we got to end this quickly so that we can help, uh, uh, Alistair and Reagan. Um, what are you picking? So I am going to pick, um, redefine my relationship and change my demeanor. Sure. Um, and I'm also going to uh, remove the uh, fearful condition. Oh, good use of that move. So you're no longer fearful. And what is your relationship now? Um, I think that uh, we're moving on from young lovers. Uh, we're going to be um, comrades in arms. Ooh, ooh, ooh. frosty. <laughs> comrades in arms and your new demeanor? Um, I think... I think I'm starting to get a little bit battle hardened. So um, instead of yeah, instead of uh, cocky, I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, maybe not. Hmm. I don't I don't know if she, I don't know if I, I picture Tessa as getting just like you know hard as steel overnight, but maybe because she did just see like the whole camp go down in flames, and so yeah, we'll go with battle hardened. Sure. Nice. Excellent. All right. And then, yeah, fucking, you, you you just unload with that SMG. I'm gonna say that um, uh, I'm gonna say that you deal uh, one harm because you're just sort of blanketing the area, and there's the explosion, and that thing's moving. Uh, and then I'm gonna switch back to um, uh, Alex um, cool. and the Alistair, and we'll hopefully and we're getting pretty close to the end here. So I think maybe another five minutes. Is that fine? Yeah. Cool. All right. Exeter. Um, yes. Uh, you see this mech in front of you, battered, bruised, sparking. Um, you two are sort of like reeling uh, from one another off your uh, off uh, uh, off your foot, um, stumbling. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to uh, plant my other foot in the ground and try to balance myself uh, and whip up my shotgun and blast them. All right, go for it. Uh, so do I, do I get the plus one because it's off balance? Yes, I think so. Yeah, okay. plus one. 
Uh, so violence at six, seven, eight, nine from the plus one forward, and I'm going to use another burst overdrive and bring that up to ten. How many hold do you have left? I have one left. All right, cool. So you spend that. Um, mark synergy. Yep. All right. So that brings me to four. So that's gonna nice. Reset. So clear to zero. All right. Um, do you want to say anything as you're blasting at this thing? Uh, I will note that its harm clock is full. Yeah, I figured. Um, Ryan, unfortunately, what? is fighting the one with heavy armor. Yeah. Um, what, what was it called? It was. It it's was the, the Musashi, and he is um, uh, Hattori Hero. Um, so, um, for for dramatic sake, uh, uh, Exeter. Uh, so he pulled, you know, he pulled the hammer forward uh, and kind of like dropped it, and then whipped up the gun. And as the the uh, the other mech stumbles towards him, uh, Exeter takes a step forward uh, and just blasts it uh, with the shock. It says, uh, "It's never worth it, kid," uh, and just blasts him with the shotgun. Nice. So uh, you've already. So what are you picking for your harm things? Uh, so I'm going to deal harm to the mech, mm-hmm. uh, and I am going to avoid taking damage. Nice. So you I'm, managed I'm not to kill the pilot. How much harm have you got? <laughs> Five. Oh fuck! I just need to do a little bit more. We could roll these death moves. Uh, well, I'm going to have to go help uh, Eyebright. So. Yeah, exactly. I could. I could still do this. Yeah, I've still you got. got I've still got one. Uh, I've still got one expulsion, expulsion burst to use. <laughs> uh, so. Um, yeah, you blast them. Um, uh, no, we're bonded. Uh, so, and then let's do your. Let's do your. Uh, we're bonded. So, pick two. Uh, all right. So, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to remove a condition. Uh, my mech's no longer off balance. Nice. Yep. Indeed. You planted your foot. Yep. And uh, uh, Ryan's not here, but um, oh no, oh, never mind. There he is. Yeah, I'm I'm back. Cool. <laughs> uh, I think we just had an enemy mech die. It was pretty dramatic. We're just doing the bonded triggers now. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to change my pilot demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's one on there, but I'm going to change it from old to resigned. All right. Yeah. Go for it. Oh fuck. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, take resigned. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then Exeter spins around uh, and sees, uh, you know, through the flames, sees Ex- uh, Eyebright fighting this this black mech, uh, and he picks Exeter picks up the hammer, uh, and st- I- I'm assuming instead you of a pull actual, that, you pull that knife grapple, yeah, out pull that there. knife thing out and just throw it on the ground, <laughs> slam it onto the magnetic holster on the back. Uh, and goes charging through the flames to go help Ibright. Yeah. As you go charging, we hear over the radio, um, we just hear, um, like, a whisper, um, Run, my love! As you charge through the flame, and we see... We see that uh, we see the um, we see the uh, geyser burst matchlock sort of look to the flame um, as you come charging through, uh, and as you burst through the ring of fire, blazing yourself, hammer and shield out. Um, I think we see that other mech's charcoal open and uh, charcoal armor open, and these purple lines like race 
from near the cockpit on the chest out along all of its limbs. And then we just hear like this kind of slight inhale and then a whoosh as this ring of purple light shoots out. Everybody takes one harm. Oh, I was I was going to ask if Exeter can put itself in front of Eyebright. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Eyebright, you don't take a harm. Exeter, you still take one. Thank you. No, oh, you okay. still take one. All right. Uh, you are now it's you are now full harm clock. Full. The next one will tick you over. Yeah, so Exeter like runs forward and uh slides like along the ground kicking up a cloud of dust mm-hmm. and brings its shield up right in front of uh Eyebright mm-hmm. uh and just takes the brunt of the the pulse. Yeah. I think I think once the smoke uh, once the dust clears uh we see the that mech standing there and the mech's like heaving like it's out of breath. Um and Eyebright you uh you see it like holding the sh- it's shiv it's more ragged now it's not holding it in that underhanded thing it's sort of holding it its side point down and it's just like standing there with no defense on its face it's just desperate to try and kill you now um and we see the exeter in front of the eyebright system sparking it's ripped to shit it's loose it's got armor plates hanging off the shield is like chipped and sections of it are missing we see a part of it's trying to retract in on itself (laughs) um you're yeah the the exeter is smashed to shit um and these two mechs are looking at each other and then i think we hear the the uh other pilots uh Shout out, how dare you kill our lovers? And they charge forward with this knife. How dare we kill their what? Lovers. Lovers. Uh, and you hear two voices say that. Uh, it's the mech uh, and the pilot screaming it at you uh, as they charge towards you. All right. I think uh, at this point, uh, the Eyebright uh, leaps over the Exeter. Uh, kicks on the jets um, and just like uppercuts this thing to knock it off its feet. Sure. Mid charge. Time for mayhem. All right. No, that's a five. Uh, what were you doing, Ryan? Um, Leaping over time. and punching it because he's got hand to hand. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna use your never alone. So I'm gonna help them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm going. So uh, you're so uh, Eyebright's behind me. So you're like leaping over the Exeter to punch them. Yeah. So Exeter, as you leap over, Exeter like puts its hand up and hits like so you step on his hand and he okay. gives you like you like give a me push. like a, a boost. Yeah. How does your never alone have clear one harm from the pilot or mech underneath it? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know why that's there. That shouldn't be there. I don't know what that's meant to be on. <laughs> Time for mayhem? No. No. I don't know what that's been moved from. Um, meh, whatever. I'll get rid of it. Uh, I, I don't see that. Uh, uh, it's in the... It's in the... Um, it's in the... It's in the, moves it's in the moves and modules doc that I made. I don't know why it's on that. That shouldn't be there. Okay. Um, Was it from the Take a Moment? Yeah, it could have been from Take a Moment. Uh, no, it's not from Take a Moment. It's from something else, because I copied and pasted and moved a bunch of shit around, but I think everything's still got the right module, so I don't know why that's there, but I'll fix I'll go through the document later and check that everything's right. Cool. All right, uh, so I rolled a one and a four, plus my plus one uh, violence. 
Um, Which brings you to six. Oh yeah, damn. Um, well, let me let me see if I can if I re-roll this uh, one, mm-hmm. and I get a one. All right. Uh, Do you we'll, have any burst overdrive left? Yeah, I have one hold. That would bring you to seven. So to a seven. To a seven. Yeah. I will point out that Alex is now sharing in the consequences because they're helping you. Yep. It's all right. We're, they're resigned, though, so we're ready. <coughs> yeah. Um, I will let so, you know this. The enemy pilot is at three harm, and they have heavy armor. Yeah. Okay. Um, so can I pick... If I pick to deal harm to the pilot, that will tick him over. Um, yeah, pilot, enemy pilots normally have two harm. Okay. Unless you're fighting one... And, unless it's... Yeah, like there's some situations where an enemy pilot will have four... Um, but normally an enemy pilot has two harm. Okay. Um, so, I'm sorry, the, the mech is at three harm. They yes. have heavy armor. What, is, what does the heavy armor do? Uh, your harm clock is six segments. Six yeah. Okay. Um, so, in that case, uh, my uh, hand-to-hand does... Um, where are we? Uh, does one hand, and it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. To any people who are around, one hand, one harm, hand is dangerous. Uh, so yeah, I, I uh, punch it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt the mech. Sure. Uh, cool. Um, yeah. So you deal harm to the enemy mech um, uh, as they uh, as they uh, twist past you. And uh, Alex, are you happy with taking the hit for the eyebright? Yeah. Cool. So they they go to stab you, and the and we see the we see the Exeter sort of uh, you you uppercut uh, and smash this uh, this enemy mech, uh, and the Exeter uh, moves and then shoulder barges you out of the way as they get shanked, um, and we see the eyebright uh, we see the Exeter sorry uh, start to spark and burn as the eyebright goes tumbling. Uh, through uh, the battlefield, um, uh, we're going to now activate the death move for the mech, which is, I know now why you cry. When your mech must take one more harm but can't, roll plus synergy. So, lucky you, I just reset my synergy. Oh, good. Uh, Oh, good. I still got an 11. Nice. On a 10+, plus, the AI player picks three. Um... Uh, whatever the outcome, reset synergy to zero and destroy your mech. Uh, so your synergy is zero. Your mech is destroyed. Um, now pick. Uh, uh, sorry, it's, uh, I haven't worded this correctly. The pilot's AI chooses. So um, right, yeah, Ryan, okay. you're choosing from this list uh, because you're playing Reagan. So Reagan gets to choose what they do. Um, for those playing at home, the options are. Uh, the custom weapon survives. The pilot ejects, avoiding the mech's fate. One of the systems is salvaged. Underline a mech, ta- uh, underline a mech module. I'm going to change that now. Uh, to be added to the pilot's next mech. Uh, uh, perform an emergency core dump. The AI will survive, but its demeanor will change. Uh, watch your last... Uh, uh, with your last moment, deal harm to an enemy uh, or uh, execute an encrypted burst transmission. Write a final message to the pilot. So you get to pick um, three. Okay, uh, I'm definitely uh, picking that uh, Alistair ejects, avoiding the mech's fate. 
Yeah, Regan like rips open the cockpit as they dive forward, pulling Alistair out and throwing them with Eyebright. Um, I'm going to pick with my last moment, deal harm to an enemy. Yeah, you slam uh, the the uh, blunderbuss up under the enemy uh, mech's chin and just pull the trigger and that mech is gone. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say I, I, I could make, I could have Regan survive, but I, I really like that she takes the hit for Alistair because he's, he's resigned, um, and she wants him to get out and be happy, uh, even if he can't be happy with her. Um, so she executes an encrypted burst transmission with a final message to him. You don't have to say what the transmission is now if you want to if you want to wait until uh, Alistair has a chance to read it or you can or if like for example um, in the case of the Zephyr uh, in case of Zephyr and Tessa where they're mental linked that like I would say they'd know immediately but Alistair's right. communication is via that wristwatch so if you want you can save the drama of that for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. And so I think we see the Exeter just destroy this enemy mech, and then it explodes. Um, meanwhile, the eye, the Eyebright is cradling um, Alistair, and the fire is raging around you. Uh, and I think you just fly the fuck out of there. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think yeah. Uh, Tessa, Tef, Tessa definitely uh, takes. Um, you know, recovers Alistair and uh, gets him gets him the hell out. Yeah, you fly out of here back to base, and I think as you're flying over the Alpine region of this uh, space, uh, you, you know, you're clear enough to land. And then when you land, um, Alistair, what are you doing? As the Eyebright puts you down on the ground, you're awake. Um. So Alistair's fi- Alistair hasn't taken any harm. Alistair's fine. Yeah, indeed. Um. Uh, so how far away are we? I think you're you're far. You're, you've cleared the fire, but you can still see it in the distance. It right, basically, so like, Exeter, like Exeter smoke, did right. essentially a Superman leap with their gotcha. Um So Alistair just uh, I'm just I'm just gonna say there's like a log, and Alistair just sits down on it and watches the camp burn, uh, and doesn't doesn't say anything for a bit. And Reagan. Uh, what is what does Alistair get their message now? Um, I think I think uh, hmm, the message the message is um, um, God something something along the lines of um, I don't know if you're trying to get yourself killed or if you're just not made for anything else in this world, but as a as a, a human, you can find another purpose, and and that's all I want for you. Yeah, I think you see this little message. From, is it audio or text? Um, I think I think it's audio. Yeah, so um, you hear Reagan um, on your little wristwatch say that to you. Um, the camp burning in front of you, the eyebright looming behind you, your future racing towards you. Go live your life, Alistair. And I think, uh, what is the last shot of Alistair we see before this before the series ends? Um, like, like 
like a flash forward? It can be here? a flash forward, or it can be uh, something from this moment. Um, up to you. But the, the series ends on a shot of Alistair, whatever, whatever it is. Oh, I'm really torn. Um, I've got ideas, but I'd rather hear what you have. Yeah, well, I have. So I'm I'm torn between Alistair listens to Regan's last wishes and goes and, and does something else, in which case the last shot would hit be him like boarding the shuttle off planets, or it's him re-enlisting, but like specifically asking for like a no personality AI. I know which one I prefer because (laughs) that second one is bad. Like, it's good, but it's bad. But the second one hurts me. So, like, an AI he couldn't bond with, like, it's just... Yeah, yeah. The AI's like, oh, I'm excited to be working with you, pilot. It's like, look, we're just working together, all right? Business. Business relationship. Well, I was thinking, like, they, it, it would basically be, like, it wouldn't be an AI. Like, it would just be... Yeah, you want to pilot like old a, school. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but, no, so I think the, the last shot of Alistair, um, it's, it's going to be him uh, getting on the shuttle. So he's got, uh, he's got like, his, his olive green duffel uh, over his shoulder, and he stows it as he gets on. Uh, and as, he, as, as the, the shuttle lifts off and he i'm I'm just gonna say there's a window because it's Mm -hmm. the future yeah why not Uh, he's he's sitting by the window and like and watching the planets uh recede away and he's got his little earpiece in and he hits the button on his watch and he just listens to the last message from regan again and then when it finishes he just hits play again and listens to it may i make a minor intrusion yes i think as you're playing it i think in uh in Alistair's hands, they're playing with a uh, a ring box. Oh, okay. Yeah? Alright. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Um, Alistair left the ring box on his bunk. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we see, we see them looking out the window, and then we see them playing the music, and then we sort of, like, fade down to the planet, and we see, um, we see this, we see sort of a shot over the shoulder of Tessa, back towards what was clearly Alistair's bunk, and there's just a ring box sitting yeah. there um, on this unmade bed. Yeah, no, he never made his bunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that'll be the conclusion. I'm sorry that we went slightly over the time we said we would. Um, no, that's fine. That yes, was... was uh, yeah. I hope that everybody feels suitably emotion. Yep. <laughs> Live, love, Definitely. die. I'm glad that we got to test the death move. Um, I hope that you didn't mind that I was pushing for it pretty hard. No, nope. I, I didn't no, want to yeah. see one of them go off. Um, I mean, it is a it is a play test, so you want to hit all the moves, even yeah. if the, think the unpleasant one. I think we've used every move now. Uh, not the pilot death one. Uh, yes, we haven't used yeah, the pilot I'll go death, first. but I think we used every other move. Um, yeah, I've used yeah. every other thing. Cool. Um, I uh, I would love to hear your thoughts, but at the same time, I don't want uh, I don't I know that you have you, some you need to get to bed and stuff. So um, completely up to you whether I mean, we. Want I to like do that it. I, I really like it. It's yeah, I've, I've got I've got a few minutes. Um, I I really enjoy it too. I think the the combat plays out really cinematically. Um, the the moves really hit the uh, the the notes of the genre in the in the in the right way. Um, I. 
I, I love the little, you know, world we created and all the relationships yeah. and, um, and, and this last session, like I know we were, we were telegraphing pretty hard that, uh, mm-hmm. Alistair was going to die, uh, you know, two days from retirement and all that crap. Yeah. And I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really, um, really good that, uh, <laughs> I had the opportunity to, uh, have Reagan, you know, bite the bullet for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so something there were a few things that my other playtest um, remarked that might be interesting changes, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on them. Um, they wanted a way for uh, a way to so the the AI is meant to help you, right? Um, okay. And like the way that we do that at the moment, the way that I envision that at the moment is the AI. Like if the if the pilot player gets stuck trying to work out what to do. It's really the AI's player's job to be like, oh, maybe you could try this. Um, but the other aspect of that is um, we had a lot of the time in our playtest the other day where somebody was trying to trying to give bonuses to another player. And we thought that it might be interesting to either have um, some kind of move for specifically giving a bonus. So either so make a modification to how that'll work, uh, the the never alone move works where you can either give an ongoing bonus or a, um, or a, um, a re-roll or the re-roll. I'm, I'm not sure about that yet. Um, or another thing was giving the AI a resource that they can spend, um, to, uh, give the pilot a bonus. Um, and another thought was, um, another thought was to make, um, when you do the, when you do the, not the suit up move, but when you do the unorthodox assault move, um, uh, choose somebody to be tactical planner and then have them make the unorthodox assault move. And then the person that is tactical planner also gets, um, uh, when you do suit up, the preparedness that you get, they also get that preparedness as a resource to spend to give to as bonuses to other players. That's cool. I like that as as kind of a narrative device where like you're you're showing the forethought of the of the characters who actually know what the hell they're doing yeah. as and as opposed to the players who, you know, may stumble blindly into a combat having no idea what's coming. Yeah, but did you feel like you wanted to give bonuses to other players and there wasn't a lot of ways that you could do that because that was what they were feeling? Um I feel uh just in the end, I feel like the the help move, the you're never alone move, is an interesting way to do it. Because in a lot of other like Power by the Apocalypse games, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's plus them, one like, or plus minus two. two. Yeah, I think the letting them re-roll one of their die dice is an interesting, an interesting way to do it. Um, I I would think maybe the middle ground would be that um, sometimes the AI can make that move. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if if they can explain how they help their pilots, yeah, uh, maybe yeah. They so can when you're never move. never alone, should be when you strive when you strive to help another or like a pilot. Yeah, doesn't necessarily have to or another. Yeah, yeah, when you strive to help a pilot. Yeah, that's a good point. And then maybe and then you know just let them know that the AIs can make that move too. And then yeah, that's a good point. Now we have a we, now we have a move that the pilots can uh, that the AIs can make, but it doesn't revolve it doesn't involve a lot of mechanical right uh, interaction. Yeah, they don't have to roll; they just have to explain 
how it is that they're helping. Yeah, that works. That's cool. Yeah, I, I do. I do kind of like the idea of a resource that the AI can spend, uh, you know, like hold in some way. Uh, but but then again, I I do see your point where you don't want to bog down the AI in too many mechanical details because then you're basically like splitting your focus between two characters. And yeah, exactly. yeah. we want to keep the we want to keep the AI character as easy to play as possible. Um, so that you don't have people getting nervous about needing to play two characters. Right. I would say if they did, there's one system, I can't remember, but there's one system where you have, like, luck points, Mm -hmm. but it's all you have for the campaign. Uh, Monster of the Week. Yeah, that's it. Like, I think maybe, maybe it'll be something like that. So, like, maybe the AI has five whatever points. Yeah. But that's it. That's all they've got. And then once... Spence. Fuck yeah! You spend them all real early to do really well, and then all your later missions you just fucked. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it's like um like a like a fog of war kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. if you, once you spend them all, you're just like you're out, you're tired, or you're just you know like your AI is not thinking straight and just can'ts. Yeah, oh, the, I, other I know, like, well. the other change I'm planning to make is I'm pr- planning to overhaul sa- salvage rights pretty heavily because I found when I had three players that making the we made it move and the salvage rights move at the end of every session would be a lot. Like with two, it was fine. With three, it was too much. It took us too long to do. It took us half an hour to complete it. Maybe. Oof. So uh, I'm thinking of making salvage rights be like the GM um, XP questions at the end of Dungeon World where it's like, did you kill an enemy pilot all right well here's something confronting did you yada 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 like a bunch of questions that you ask rather that you ask of everyone rather than rolling um just so that it's faster maybe like one person can do it and distribute modules but then if they fail then they would be the only ones being confronted i'm just thinking i'm gonna pull the pull the role aspect is the main difference from tech from salvage rights and make it affect everyone together so that it's faster in play Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, maybe, I, I was, maybe you could add the you salvage one module from an enemy mech to the closing moves. Like we made it, and we we yeah. salvage this thing from yeah, indeed, a thing. Yeah, indeed. We'll see how we go though. I'll I'll, I'll do that. And um, yeah, if you have any other thoughts on stuff you want to do, let me know. You've got my email and stuff, and we might do another play test of this in the future. If you've got ideas for other modules, that would be cool to hear about too. I'm planning to make um, upgraded versions of a few of the things on there. So upgraded versions of um, of repair kit and medical kit. Um, and, uh, so there'll be repair kit and medical kit, and then there'll be a next tier above that. Um, making um, making like a thing where you have like mirages of your mech on the battlefield so it's harder for you to be hit um making a straight up invisible thing so at the moment the um the holographic camouflage is if you don't move you're invisible Mm -hmm. uh, because it's mostly used for hiding the mech not for sneaking up on people right um and there was some other thing that i had an idea for uh that i haven't put on written down yet You you should do like a uh one of those giant laser attacks um yeah, I think that you could kind of use... The way that giant laser attacks are normally used in them is to, like, burn a bunch of enemies. So that's kind of... um, It's kind of the saturation attack module, which I can't remember the name of right yeah, now. Yeah, okay, that's true, yeah. Like, the, the... What is the fuck is it called? The barrage yeah. thing. Um, yeah, but... Uh, or maybe a, like, a modification for the barrage that lets you target 
a specific target. Yeah, yeah I mean, it might be worth making like a you have a you have, your mech has a bigger single use weapon integrated into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I don't want to keep you uh, too late, uh, so I will let you uh, let. You I, go. I quite enjoyed it. It was yeah, very so good. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, excellent. Um. Yeah. So hopefully this game will be available. Hopefully. By the end of October, um, you'll be able to get it on my new store that I'll be launching soon, uh, where I'll be Ooh. selling my games. I'm going to be making an itch.io store, um, and a friend of mine is planning to make one too, so I'm like, oh, I'll make one first so that I can work out how the fuck to do it. Um, and then you can Very fly. cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm glad that you guys liked it. I'm glad that we uh, all had fun. Um, if you want to see more from Ryan and Alex... Uh, you can check out their podcast, Ragnarok. They also have a oh, Patre- yeah. Patreon. Um, they're also on a few campaigns and a few sessions of our show. Uh, so you can search for Alex and Ryan in the tags um, or click on their tags on this um, podcast once it's actually in podcast format. Uh, you'll be able to click on the tags for their name and see everything that they've played in. Uh, Ryan even ran a campaign for us. Um, it was a good one. Go check it out. It was a damn good one. It's, currently being, it's currently being remastered. We're going through and... Uh, changing a bun- uh, re-editing a bunch of the audio to make the quality a bit better um, yeah, yeah so you'll be able to find that uh, soon uh, that updated version um, but the current version is there for everyone uh, if you liked this uh, episode uh, please consider checking out our other uh, epo- Powered by the Apocalypse stuff or any of our other games that we've played um, uh, I really enjoy running games and I hope that you enjoy listening to these games uh, and we have a Patreon as well. If you feel the need to support us or feel the desire to support us, you can check us out over there. You can get access to episodes early. You can get access to our behind-the-scenes show where we talk about how we run Insert Quest here and how we keep stuff going. Uh, we also talk about design elements there as well. So we talk a little bit about uh, this month. We actually talked about how I made um, Live, Love, Die. So that's good. Uh, go listen to the September 2018 episode of um, Quest Markers. It only costs a dollar a month to gain access to Quest Markers uh, on our Patreon. Uh, but other than that, uh, farewell from the past. I'm Ray. <laughs>